Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we're on 1250 at 930 online, PR927FM.com. You can watch the show on Facebook Live. Make sure you are liking our Pirate Radio Facebook page. Got a lot of goodies going up this time of year. Uh, ECU Baseball, also Pirate Football, as we are updating you along the way on uh, Spring Football. Got some video and some audio to share from Mike Houston from yesterday's ecu spring practice we'll get to that momentarily also in hour two and hour three when bryce williams joins us so we will sprinkle in a lot of football talk on today's edition of pirate radio live also you can watch us on youtube and we'll have all the videos up in full following tonight's ecu baseball game content junkie schaefer and crew out there getting us ecu post game video and audio tonight so we'll have that coming your way on youtube and all of our social media sites make sure you are following us and we appreciate you tuning in on the radio side of things if you are watching the show you can chime in on social media as uh robert says good afternoon prl well good afternoon to you robert patricia says she is the number one scooter fan all right well you'll be happy in one moment because we're about to talk to him on the pirate radio live line ahead of east carolina taking on elon steve says hello fella and woman surely that would be you and uh, me he is not saying hello to chandler today interesting and susan oh yeah fella wasn't plural no nope, just <laughs> fella <laughs> and woman <laughs> i just love that look on his face so shirley and i say hello back Hi. hello and susan dean says hashtag fire Matt rule keep it consistent um chandler you want to look at my hand do you and matt rule want to look at my hand what a bunch of weirdos did they go what a bunch of weirdos did they look at malik willis's hand yesterday i don't know i don't think i I think that was all a joke what a joke the guy made one pass and all of a sudden he's like the second coming that is i get it but come on did y'all did have you seen any of his highlights from liberty last year like, did you watch any games? Yeah, I watched some. I, I remember no. a couple years ago when he. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, all I'm saying is, what has happened between his last game at Liberty and now when you want him more than and you, you're all in for Malik Willis? I just want somebody young, man. Want somebody young. Well, guess what? Like, Every quarterback in this oh, draft is young. I just, I'm not, a, I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy. Are you on the picket line when oh, it comes to Kenny? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny. Uh, you're not going to welcome Matt into the corral? Matt uh, Matt Corral. Yeah, I know. No. 
No Matt Drill? I don't know, man. Uh, I kind of was going to be on this Baker Mayfield train. A lot of people might kind of raise their eyebrows at that, but uh, I, I, I wouldn't have minded Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't have minded him being the quarterback for the Carolina but you're Panthers over Sam Darnold. That's a dunzo. Uh, I, I've seen multiple reports. Sheena Quick, I think, was one of them, uh, a reliable source out of Charlotte, saying that both parties were uninterested. Apparently, Ben McAdoo had some choice words for Baker Mayfield when he was at uh, for New York Giants, the offensive coordinator, when uh, Baker Mayfield was coming out of Oklahoma. Hmm. Um, ah, so there's like a... A history there? Uh, there's a checkered a history. past? Yeah. Ben McAdoo just said that he never saw him as a pro-style quarterback. Uh, and he just never was able to get past that. And so the Giants passed on ba- – well, Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick. But I guess as they were scouting him in his pro day and in the combine, uh, Ben McAdoo, apparently not a Baker Mayfield fan. Tony Dunn, who will be here on Friday, the number one Cam defender, could be the new number one Malik Willis defender. He says you could say the same exact things about Josh Allen, Trey Lance, and Carson Wentz. I'm not – I don't know what – if you are saying what I'm saying. I'm saying he had a pro day and everybody's freaking the F out. Which happens every year. Well, I mean, you could With say a lot of people. the same thing about every quarterback has had a good pro day. I don't know if that's what Tony's saying or if he's thinking that I'm saying Liberty's a small school, so we should – take willis out of the equation i'm not saying that i'm just talking about this freak out on the pro day stuff well with the names that he listed there i'm assuming that's what he's saying he's talking about pro day well i mean you have josh allen who went to wyoming carson wentz who went to north dakota state and then who was the other one trey lance trey lance who was also no no oh trey lance i'm sorry i was thinking trevor lawrence sorry trevor lawrence trey Trey Lawrence lawrence also went to north dakota state didn't he Yes, that is that is correct. And so. barely played like one year or whatever. Yeah. Steve says you better be a picket guy because he's going to be a Panther guy. I, I mean, I, you're you, not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. You would, would you be upset? No, you shouldn't be upset if you get Kenny Pickett. No, because his pro day looked good too. <laughs> <laughs> Great pro day. Uh, Robert says he heard today that Mayfield hates Carolina and vice versa. Who told you that, Robert? Was that in passing at the corner store? Who told you that? I want to know. Hey, take it easy on Robert, please. I just want to know who told him this that. This man gifted you with a St. Bonaventure shirt. And you know what, Robert? I have, I'm have. i no longer a St. Bonaventure guy. They beat Jane Gardner, Virginia last night. I did wear that shirt that you got me for the first time when I went to uh, Jersey uh, this past weekend. And I wore it, and it was very comfortable. And uh, I threw one of my shirts away. You did? But the one you got me, I still have, and I will still wear it with pride. Thank you. Uh, could you imagine having the picture of your ex on a shirt and you wearing it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that ain't it. That would be awkward. That's why I will never wear it at an ECU event, just like I would never wear the shirts I have with my ex-girlfriend's faces in front of my wife. Like, I still have those shirts of my ex-girlfriend's faces on them yeah but i don't wear them in front of my wife well, i would totally hope so that would be awkward tony says i'm bringing the fire this week he said we didn't know a ton about those guys before the combine the pro day is what i'm saying so it we we freaked out we we i'm just reading it as he typed it <laughs> i think you should you should read every comment that comes on the facebook live as, as it's it typed as it's typed so it we we freaked out after trey lance's per day and so did the san francisco 49ers all right. Wee wee. Wee wee. Wee wee. Do we not agree, Gree? Do we not agree? 
Okay. I'm a dork. All right, wee wee man. We'll see you Friday. A burglary. Tony's all in. In Tony's defense, he's been on the Willis train for a while now, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like I'm, and I'm not super, I don't have a cape on. I'm not the Corral defender, but I picked Matt Corral last year during college football season when I watched him play and said, that's the guy I want on my team. And I picked him and I've stuck with it. Tony has been on Willis not that long, but longer than just yesterday's pro day. Yeah. Is my point. I know he did light it up in Raleigh one game. I, I think that was last year when Liberty went to Raleigh and played and played state. Willis had a really good year the year before last year. And so did his team. It was not as good last year. Wasn't that similar to Josh Allen? It was a pro that came up recently that had a really good year the previous year and a questionable year the last year. And it's uh, Anthony. His name is Anthony. We call him Tony. Does it bother you that Matt Corral beat up Wayne Gretzky's son? What the hell are you talking about? Uh, Tony. Tony, save it for Friday. Tony. Let's throw it down to Tony. Tony. Let's get down to Tony. Wee wee. Tony. Wee wee. Tony's wee, 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 Tony. Tony's got his wee wee out on the sidelines. Tony. Tony's got his wee wee. pumping. Tony's going to jail for indecent exposure, Tony. <laughs> Tony. Corral kicked out of high school for it. No, I don't give a bleep. No, I don't care. Why would I care about my quarterback and what he did in high school? Do you care about Cam Newton stealing laptops? Obviously, you don't. You didn't have to so go there. So why would I care about that, you Tony? You didn't have to go there. Yes, I did. Apparently, Matt Corral got kicked out of high school. Violence. Did, did he steal laptops? Do you care? Do I care? Does anybody care? That's a good point. You walk right into that one, Tony Dunn. I'm a good pointer. You pointed it out. I'm a pointer. That's what you're known for. Now Tony and I are just having our own conversation. Tony, I'm done with you today. We'll talk it to you Friday. Comment that it is. We we homie. We we homie. Hey, look, I'm just glad Tony is excited about something. And uh that's what's great about the NFL. You screw up, you screw up again the next year and the next year, but there's always a draft. There's always free agency. There's always a chance. And there are still moves to be made. Baker Mayfield will not be a Cleveland Brown. So if he's not going to Carolina, where is he going, Chan Man? Who's left? Um, Let's see. So Seattle got who? Drew Locke in that trade. So Baker Mayfield to Seattle. I'm, yeah. I don't know. Drew Locke's probably not looked at as a starter. Like you know, Atlanta got uh, Mariota, but do they still go? You know, at a quarterback. I think Atlanta wants to lose right now. That's the feeling I'm getting. They're pulling a uh, Miami Dolphins, where Arthur Blank is paying the coach to lose. Texans are planning on sticking with Davis Mills. Davis Mills. What were you about to call him? Uh, Davis Seals. Yeah, happens a lot. <laughs> Davis Seals Jones. So, Baker Mayfield will be somewhere. We'll see what the 49ers decide to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Elton Smith says, I care. We should all care. <laughs> about I what, care. What are we caring about? Rick Flair. <laughs> I don't know what Matt Corral did. Should I look it up? Matt Corral. Apparently, he beat up Wayne Gretz. <laughs> Who? His daughter, his son. I, I left the comment section. What did Tony Dunn say? Let's see. 
Uh, Matt Corral. Uh, Does it bother you that Matt Corral beat up, question mark, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's son, question mark? I think that's actually cool. Um, yeah. That's so, so cool, man. You're a cool dude. Matt Corral beat up Tristan Gretzky. Is that what I saw? Corral certainly had the funny down part. The high school altercation with Tristan Gretzky, son of hockey icon Wayne Gretzky, came at Oaks Christian, a rich school per Corral, where students flash money and were never going to have to work a day in their lives. I love Matt Corral. He don't want to hang out with these yuppies. He wants to kick their ass. Tony, you have thrown gas on the fire. That's the kind of quarterback I want at my with my team. That kid, his dad went through hoops to F up my life. What? He's saying Matt he's saying Wayne Gretzky tried to screw his life, Matt Corral's life. Uh oh. So look who the bad guys are now. Wait, it's t- the Gretzkys. Are you telling me, Tony, you're on the side of the rich yuppies in this case? Oh, Tony. I thought you were a common man. Tony. Jeez. <laughs> Tony, jeez. <laughs> All right. I can't wait for Friday, Tony. I can't wait to hear how you'd stick up for the rich people instead of the common men like myself and Matt Corral. Family. All right. I, I had no clue the show would start this way. Man, you're angry. Uh, let's get to some pirate baseball. Let's uh, go out to the pirate radio live line and talk to Scott Rogers, Scooter, play-by-play voice of East Carolina, coming off a win last night on the road against UNCW. Scooter, appreciate your time. How you doing, sir? Doing good, Cliff. How about you? Doing great. Busy time for the ECU baseball team. Busy time for you. Uh, calling a lot of games this week. It started last night with a 3-1 to one victory over UNCW. Runs were at a premium. Uh, the Pirates were able to get three across the plate. UNCW just one run scored last night. Some great pitching by East Carolina. Started out uh, scooter by Ryder Giles, who got the start last night and was able to go three and a third for East Carolina, allowing just two hits, had two strikeouts, and uh, like he does, Scott, I was keeping those UNCW bats off balance uh, the the whole night uh, that he was in. Yeah, Ray Ryder has done a great job all year of doing that. And uh, for him to get the start last night, you know, Coach Gowan said in his pregame interview that, you know, that, that was not even close to the plan last night for him to go as long as he did. He said maybe two innings, maybe three. Uh, but for him to have gone as long as he did, Really helped the Pirates out last night pitching-wise. You know, six games in eight days coming up, uh, starting last night with UNCW, and that was good not only for Ryder to go that long because it allowed the Pirate bullpen to only use two arms last night as well. Yeah, and, and Ryder Giles, not a guy you would think that would be starting for East Carolina. And then a couple of guys came in that we thought may be starting for East Carolina this year. And then we've seen Garrett Saylor start a, a few games for the Pirates. He has been phenomenal out of the bullpen. He pitched the final three innings last night for ECU. And Carter Spivey goes two-plus for East Carolina last night. And both of those guys look phenomenal. And Garrett Saylor kind of picking up where he's left off since going to the bullpen. Uh, Scooter, he's been really good. And Another good outing for Spivey as well. Both of them have been really, really good this year for the Pirates. And like you said, you know, Staler, since making that move to the bullpen this season, has really excelled. And last night was another example. Coming into his outing last night, I believe he was averaging like 3.6 strikeouts an outing coming into that. And that just shows how powerful he is on the mound right now. And Carter Spivey as well. You know, a few great outings this year. 
from Spivey, and it's just, you know, we're, it's like I told Coach O last night, we're running out of things to say almost about this Pirate bullpen because it's been so good this season. Scott Rogers joining us, uh, affectionately known as Scooter. Scooter just five hits last night for the Pirates, but they're able to get three runs across the plate. So how was East Carolina able to, to manufacture a few runs, enough runs to win last night? You know, it always started with that Jacob Jenkins coward sack fly to score. Jake Hoochmeyer, that was a big part of that game, being able to manufacture that run. Uh, but, you know, and that's one thing that this Pirate team has done all year is, you know, manufacturing runs, figuring out ways to get runs across the plate. Not necessarily playing small ball this season, but like I said, manufacturing those runs, the sack flies, the sack bunts, the moving runners over, those sorts of things. And that's one thing that has really helped this Pirate offense this season get on the board. But, uh, you know, it was good to see Cooch Manor get out on the bases last night. That was fun to see him out there, like I said. Jacob Jenkins Cowart knocking that sack fly last night. Those little things is what helps this Pirate offense so much. And we've seen that over the years, uh, Scooter, and it's always fun. Uh, Last year, in fact, we talked about it uh, with one of the players on Monday when they were in here. Um, Matt Bridges getting that RBI single last year on the road at Georgia Southern. We've seen Cooch and uh, some other pitchers uh, go on the base pass and and get around and score. Uh, always fun. And look, Cliff Goblin recruits athletes uh, to East Carolina, right? He recruits. He uh, calls it two-way you Guys are going to have to do multiple things, and uh, it's always fun when we get to see that. Yeah, it absolutely. And it also shows, you know, hey, we've got those options on the bench as well. Obviously, all those being pitchers. But to be able to have that in the back on the back of your hand, saying, "Hey, you know, if we're in a dire situation, we got these guys that we can put out there, and they can perform well for us." Which is, like you said, Cliff Gowan recruiting athletes and having a deep bench as well. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Cooch Maynor, uh, we got to talk about his pitching performance. He had a couple of tough luck losses to start the season, uh, but is finally getting those wins he deserves now and uh, picked up another one on Friday, the game that went into Saturday against College of Charleston. And, uh, man, the, the Cooch from last year, a Scooter, that struggled seems to be long gone at this point as uh, he has returned to form for ECU. He has, and he's been, you know, really good on the mound this year for East Carolina. Like you said, a couple of tough losses early in the season, but uh, and you know, Kuchmanner is going to get better as the year goes along. You know, going back to the offensive woes, we're going to get Coach Goblin's going to get them figured out. There's no doubt about that. This team's going to be hitting the ball consistently before too long, and Kuchmanner is going to be racking up those wins on the mound just like he should be. Scott Rogers joining us. Scooter, uh, what is the plan for the pitching today? Uh, did Cliff Godwin say anything after the game, or do you know what he's thinking uh, for today's game? Uh, he has not alluded to a starter yet, uh, so not sure. I assume it's probably going to be another bullpen day for the Pirates. But, uh, you know, like we said, six days and eight days. So it's going to be tough to manage that pitching. And then going back to last night, like I said earlier, you know, being able to only use two arms out of that pen last night is going to be huge, not only for today's game against Elon, but for this weekend against VCU as well. Home sweet home. East Carolina home today against Elon and then back home this weekend for a three-game series against VCU. A lot of the players on Monday, Scooter said that UNCW might be the rowdiest road environment that ECU will face. How was that road environment last night? It was very fun, very good environment. Uh you know, that was my first trip to Wilmington as a broadcaster, but you have made plenty of trips down there as a fan in the past, and it is a great environment to play at. There was 
Really not an empty seat in at Brooksfield last night. There was a great crowd on hand, great weather as well. So it was a good atmosphere overall. And then, obviously, what happened on the field just added to that great environment as well. Scott Rogers will be on the call as East Carolina takes on Elon coming up tonight and then this weekend home Friday, Saturday, Sunday against uh, the VCU. Scooter, how's your uh, bracket looking after one week uh, of play? I saw uh, Glenn's Twitter post yeah. earlier in the week, and uh, it's not sitting too good over at the Pirate Radio Studios, it looks like, right now. But my national champion is still in with Texas Tech. Okay. Uh, Red Raiders taking on Duke coming up this weekend, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. So, Scooter still has a shot. Scott, appreciate you joining us, man. This is uh, the last five-game week uh, of East Carolina that they'll play this regular season. It'll be back to four the remainder of the way. So, uh, hopefully, we can get you back in studio soon and uh, have a great call tonight and we'll talk to you again soon man sounds good clip thanks for having me on scott rogers there uh recorded that earlier so scott could get to clark leclerc and be ready to go for the call and uh we have learned since then that danny beal your guy chandler will be on the mound to start the game and you know it's one of those midweek see if we can get a, a couple innings but if he's rolling why not go three? Why not go four, right? Dylan, Danny, Beal, baby. We've seen him come out of the bullpen plenty of times this season for the Pirates. And uh, obviously, uh, unfortunately, the last time we saw Danny uh, Beal was when he gave up the walk, the bases loaded walk against Old Dominion uh, to lift Old Dominion in extras. And so hopefully Danny Beal gets it done today to start the game off on the bump. We saw it yesterday with Ryder Giles. Ryder Giles is more known as a guy to come in for relief. So is Danny Beal. So now he gets to start trying to make it two in a row for the Pirates against Elon. Elon, the Phoenix, uh, coming up in just a moment. Also, we uh, we got our winking eyes out because Shane Winkler and the softball team are in action as we speak. Just scored a run in the first inning to tie things up with UNCW. One apiece there. Let's uh, look at the lineup real quick. East Carolina will send out today at Clark LeClaire to take on the Elon Phoenix leading off in center field Bryson Worrell Lane Hoover in his two spot and left Jacob Jenkins Coward I believe DH yesterday but he is in right field today for East Carolina so there is your outfield hitting cleanup at third Alec Makarevich Zach Agnos will be the shortstop today with Ryder Giles, Giles out right <laughs> Ryder Giles out of the lineup. Well, at least you didn't say Giles. Right. <laughs> hitting sixth for East Carolina, the DH Cam Clonch. Hitting seventh at first base, Josh Moylan. Ryan McChrystal going to catch today. Mm-hmm. Man, well, great thing about having a lot of catchers is uh, when you play all these games in a short time span, you can give guys a rest. It was Ben Newton yesterday, Ryan McChrystal hitting eighth today. And at second... Getting his second start in a row. I want to say uh, Jacob Starling had a hit last night, and he'll uh, try to have more today as he is hitting ninth, playing second for ECU. Danny Bill on the bump to start things out for East Carolina. All right, uh, we're going to get to... I didn't even set up our guest today. Aaron Fitt going to join us in just a few minutes right after this timeout as uh from d1 baseball we'll talk big picture college baseball also get his thoughts on east carolina get his thoughts on the future of carson wisenhunt when it comes to playing in college and also being a professional uh baseball player so uh carson wisenhunt we'll we'll talk about that with aaron fit coming up at four o'clock we'll have our ecu our bud light ecu report 
focusing today on spring football we'll hear some mike houston comments in fact before we go to break i want to hear uh, his opening comments we'll do that in a moment the voice jeff charles joins us to talk some hoops baseball and more coming up at around 4 25 and in the five o'clock hour we'll hear more from mike houston and get bryce williams take on ecu spring football he'll join us in the pirate radio studios along with a giveaway coming up in hour three surely uh, before we take a break let's hear uh, a little bit of mike houston from yesterday as he spoke after spring football practice i had a pretty physical practice full pads uh had a live uh goal line short yardage period uh, offensive line looked really really good you know they got kind of got their tails kicked on saturday and so uh you know, that's you know, the way that usually goes. I mean, it's the same every every spring, every school you've ever been at. You rip their rear end when they get t- killed one day, and then they come back the next day, and you know, they're the ones that dominate. But it was really an impressive uh, performance there in that drill. Um, you know, the big thing is you want to see consistency all throughout uh, practice, and you want to see consistency day to day. And that's one thing that some of our guys that maybe you know haven't played much in the past. It's one thing you know they don't understand. Like you know, uh, Malik Fleming. Manny Hickman, Holt Naylor's, Keaton Mitchell, you know, you, you know what you're going to get every single day, every day. And we have, we have a lot of guys like that. They're dependable, but they're the same kid every day. They work hard every day. You know, they're, they're preparing every day. They do things right in the person life every day. Okay, and then you get some guys that are kind of like this. You know, they have one good day, one bad day. One day they work really hard. The next day they don't work as hard. You know, they, they have a good, a good day one day academically. The next day they skip class. And you wonder why that kid is the one that sometimes he makes a great play. Not, wow, what a play. And the next time, you know, he drops a wide open pass or he, you know, misses a, a block or whatever. It's consistency. And I'm a firm believer. If you're consistent in your personal life, you're consistent with the way you work, you're going to be a consistent player on the field. And that's one thing we've got to continue to develop. More guys that you know what you're going to get day in and day out consistency chandler show up every day bringing it and you know what i feel like you're pretty consistent consistency is key you notify us when you're gonna miss uh, an entire ecu football weekend ahead of time (laughs) you don't just not show up hell at one time you were late to early morning you know what (laughs) maybe you should listen to that cut one more time yeah Mm. 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 consistency I, yeah i need to start doing better in my nah, I, need, I need to start doing Consist- better in my personal life so, oh yeah so oh in your personal life no like cons- more consistency in my personal life so i could be more consistent at work kind of like he's saying be consistent in the classroom you'll be more consistent on the field exactly what uh what's going on in your personal life oh nothing you uh met that girl yet <laughs> mm. we're just talking man <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. We're just talking. This we're is just talking. This is the new age dating stuff. You've been, you've been. Well, you're not dating. Let's, I, you know I, what? I, let's not take the personal life into the, <laughs> into the radio station. How about how about, how, how about we do that? Right. I think it's just a tad bit too late for that. No, hey, let's, no, no we'll, about, we'll, let's stay consistent about not talking about that. Oh, okay. So that's what we're doing. You know what? You got a good point. You're right. I'm doing a lot of Tony Peterson today. You know what? You know what? You know what? And you know what? Oh no! Is Tony still at uh? Tony. Tony. Is Tony still at Illinois? Uh, Tony. Uh, he gets around, man. No, I don't think he is. I think he went. Speaking I, of former Pirate D3 coaches. school? Speaking of former Pirate coaches, G. Way was hired at Tulane. He is now on the way to be the offensive line coach at App State. Yeah, the O line coach. Uh, Tony Peterson is the offensive coordinator uh, at the FCS level with Illinois State. 
Yeah, oh, that's so why. I, to- I, yeah, I knew he he had left, and I just couldn't remember where he went. So we're we're, uh, we're keeping track of Tony Peterson around here at Pirate Radio. Where is Tony Peterson? Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll talk to Aaron Fit from D One Baseball. Paul Pirates, American, look around the entire landscape of college baseball and chat for the first time in 2022 with our friend Aaron Fitt. That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live back with you after these words. Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, which is perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's always something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia on Wednesday nights with our very own clip brock aj says live music every friday and saturday with no cover and brunch every sunday make today an aj's day now let's head back in to prl here's your host clip brock looking forward to a fun night tonight at aj mcmurphy sports trivia will tip off at eight o'clock so you'll have time uh, after the east carolina game to head over to aj's for some fun sports trivia great food great pirate beverages and a great time we'll have hoops on the tv hornets knicks is that tonight or tomorrow night chandler i think it's tonight uh so we'll uh, we'll have some nba on some uh other college tournament basketball on before we get to the real deal coming up uh, once again on thursday night all right let's talk some pirate baseball and look around the landscape of college baseball with aaron fit from d1 baseball he joins us for the first time in 2022 here on pirate radio live aaron always great to talk with you how you doing man i'm good cliff how you doing doing fantastic we appreciate your time as always aaron and uh let's start with this pirate baseball team and lofty expectations heading into the year for good reason cliff godwin has built a program and even when you lose guys like connor norby and Gavin Williams, Thomas Francisco, Seth Goodell, you you expect East Carolina to still be a very good baseball team, and they have been at times, at other times, not so great. And they sit one game over 500 at this point in the season with Elon coming up in about 30 minutes, Aaron. So let's get your take on East Carolina. I, I guess not where you thought they'd be through 21 games. Is that fair to say? Yeah, certainly. You know, I mean, this was a, a preseason, I don't know, top 12 team in the country. Uh, we thought they would be clearly the team to beat in the American and, uh, you know, once again, buying to host a, a regional. And it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. You know, they're going to have to scrap and claw. At this point, I think being 11 and 10, five weeks into the season, um, you know, and, and not having a power conference schedule ahead of them, it, they kind of have lost their opportunity to host. You know, like even if they get hot and they dominate the league, I think it's too late. You just need to be a little bit better in the, in the pre-conference. So, yeah, I would say it's certainly a little disappointing, but of course, losing Carson Wisenhunt, as we all know, uh, changed the dynamic considerably, and I think I kind of had to figure it out on the fly as far as how those pieces fit together on the mound, and, you know, the other part of it is they just need to get some of their key bats 
going a little bit more. And I feel like some of those guys are starting to come around, the veteran guys that they were counting on, but there's still a lot of room for improvement there with some of those other pieces. Aaron Fitt joining us. Aaron, speaking of Carson Wisenhunt, and he put out a statement uh, for with us here at Pirate Radio saying uh, what happened, and he, uh, he'll be back next year. There's also his pro baseball career. So for what he did, and, and take us back to, I guess, if there's past examples of this, and, and you can use Carson's case specifically, what does this mean for him as far as being drafted? How much does this hurt? Does it change a lot? Uh, his draft prospects. Well, what do you think about that as it goes to Carson Wisenhunt? No, it doesn't change a whole lot. I mean, he, he's not going to be back in, in, in Greenville next year. He's going to be playing pro ball um, because, he, you know, he's the best arm on the board. You know, a lot of scouts feel that way, and um, especially if he goes out and, I don't know, plays in the Cape League a little bit before the draft or plays in the MLB draft league, there'll be opportunities for him to get out and, uh, and kind of tune himself up for the draft. And I still think he's a first-round pick. Um, you know, I mean, positive tests happen. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's also not going to cripple his, his draft stock. I mean, it's, he's just, he's too talented, you know, a, a lefty that can throw mid-90s with some command and that's the best change-up probably in the whole class and a really good breaking ball uh, and, and, and a draft that I think is really short on proven power pitching. He stands out a lot. So I still think he's a first-round pick. Aaron Fitt, D1 Baseball, joining us. Aaron, you said a moment ago, East Carolina, uh, you know, they could still run through conference play, but maybe not the teams left on the schedule for them to raise their national profile. We, profile. We've seen them run through American play before, but you, you said you expected them to be the class of the league. Who Who's that up there with them right now? Who do you expect to be there at the end of the year when it comes to the AAC? Who's played well to this point? It just feels like it's wide, wide open. Right. And it often is in this league after ECU. I feel like it's, you know, everybody tends to be pretty bunched up once you get past the Pirates most years. And, and there have been years where everybody is bunched up from top to bottom. Uh, but this year, it really feels that way. You know, I mean, you've got a couple of teams at the bottom there Cincinnati, Wichita State, that are a game under 500 overall. And ECU is a game over 500. And everybody else has a winning record. Um, you know, so it just. I don't think it's it's clear at this point who is the class of the league. Um, you know, at one point we thought maybe it was Tulane. They had gotten themselves up into the top 25. They won that series against Mississippi State and a road series against Louisiana Tech, and then they go and get you know swept by Evansville at home. Uh, that one was surprising, and so it feels like one of those years where just when you feel like you've got a handle on it, you maybe think this one team is is emerging. And they take a step back. And so right now, I think I just think it's wide open. Everybody's in it. Aaron, every year we, we have you on, usually in February before the season gets going, but sometimes during the season. And I always ask you, is there one or two or three teams that are just better than everybody else, or is there a lot of parity? Before we get to this year, remind me, Aaron, where was last year's champion Mississippi State like at this time uh, of the year last year? Were they looked at as one of the teams that's going to win a contender or were they not in that mix of the best one, two, three teams in the country? Where was Mississippi State last year? Yeah, I would say they were about a top 10 to 15 club at right. this point last year. Um, they got swept at home by Arkansas. I think it was their first conference series. I was at part of that series that weekend and um, I walked away thinking, man, these guys are a real contender, but they just got outclassed, you know, by, by Arkansas in their home field. At that point, you kind of had to, you know, downgrade them just a little bit, but I, I still kind of felt like they were maybe the most balanced team when it was all said and done, and 
is a good reminder, you know, that one bad weekend uh, should not be overreacted to because, uh, you know, it, it, you kind of trusted in the composition of that roster with their starting pitching and their bullpen and lineup pieces. Everything was still there. And it's baseball. You know, it's not – nobody's going to go 16-0, and 0, you know, and, and, and win it all like they do in college football or something. You don't have that kind of a uh, – it, it's just not like that. You're going to have ups and downs. Everybody is. Even Arkansas last year, that's why their, their season stood out so much is they didn't have that. Uh, they won every weekend series, and then they get to the very end, and, and finally you lose a home Super Regional. So it's just it's – just, possible almost to run the table well uh, that being said the usual suspects in your your top five right now aaron with arkansas uh texas old miss vanderbilt without those two aces guess what they're fine they're they're 17 and two and uh and playing good so i'll ask you again uh, as i do every year aaron who is the the top tier right now how how big is that top tier how many teams are in that top tier in college baseball this year you know it's interesting I, i don't feel like there's a clear favorite or even a huge, you know, gap at the top. Once again, it's kind of like the American Conference. I kind of feel like it's wide open across college baseball. You know, I mean, Texas, we thought, was clearly the best team, and they lose one of their big arms for the year, and they went into a little bit of a funk. Um, I still feel like they're up there. Ole Miss and and Arkansas, with their offensive firepower, feel like they're still up there. Um, You know, and and both teams have answered some questions that we had about them on the mound. Uh, But I still, I think, have, have some things to prove in that area. Vanderbilt, again, a team that had, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, some, some big questions to answer. On the pitching side, you lose Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter, but uh, it feels like the pieces have fallen into place. They've won 15 games in a row. Uh, right now, if I had to pick one, for me, that might be the team. I feel like people are overlooking Vandy a little bit because they lost that star power. Uh, and, and Tennessee, you know, feels like the sexy pick that's coming on. and They're 19-1, and one, and you know, they play with so much swagger. Everybody's talking about Tennessee. But for me, I still kind of feel like Vanderbilt's that team line in the weeds. Aaron Fitt joining us. Good stuff, Aaron. Uh, I, social media is such a bubble. And depending on who you follow and interact with, you could almost feel like that everybody's talking about that one topic, whether it be politics or if you follow younger folks you're you know about pop culture well i I follow sports i I follow a lot of baseball so i felt like during the mlb lockout college baseball was really picking up steam and and that's probably just because the people i follow talk about it post videos post celebrations things like that so it's still probably a niche sport aaron but heck you've watched it grow you and and the job you've done shouting it from the mouth uh, from the the rooftops over the years has been fantastic how closer is is college baseball to getting to a national sport than say 10 15 20 years ago or is it still a long ways to go aaron yeah, you know, it, you're right. It has grown a lot just in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. You think back to where we were, you know, not being able to really watch a lot of stuff yeah. on TV and streaming. You know, you might have like a one camera set up, a grainy, you know, through the net <laughs> on the West Coast that you're watching. And it's just now now we can watch tons of games every weekend on streaming with, with you know, professional, um, you know, production values. And it's just, it's changed the game, I think, in, in a huge way. And Certainly all the investments we've seen in facilities across the country, especially in the SEC and uh, to some degree the ACC, uh, that's a, a reflection of how healthy the sport is and that it continues to grow. But also it, it does feel like you know there's plenty of room for growth still. I don't think we're ever going to be college football or college basketball. It's just uh, I just don't think that's in the cards. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think the sport needs to be you know that 
that much of a of a, um, a mainstream event. I mean, it's it's big enough, and it's going to get a little bit bigger. Uh, but uh, I think he's in a good sweet spot right now. You're probably already following Aaron and, and D1 Baseball if you're not at Aaron Fit and at D1 Baseball, D1Baseball.com. Aaron, we see you uh, at least two, three times a year, I would say, maybe more than that, in the uh, press box at Clark LeClaire. Uh, have you, I haven't seen you in there yet. I haven't been to every game, though. Have you been by yet, or, or do you plan to get by uh, at some point this year? Yes, I believe I was there uh, early this year. Oh, you know what it was? I saw part of the North Carolina series okay. uh, in Chapel Hill, but I didn't make the trip to Greenville because the series was already decided. But, yeah, I'll be there at some point uh, for sure, You know, especially if, if East Carolina – kind of gets hot as i expect they will i'll I'll find a big conference series to to make my way over there there you go good stuff aaron thanks for joining us as always man anything else uh we need to know about your work and uh and what all you got going on this baseball season yeah we're just humming along in season you know our staff cranking out copy our our podcast network has continued to grow we just added a uh steven shock the former uva closer he's got a new podcast with, (laughs) with the guys who run the just put his family barbecue Twitter feed, and that's a lot of fun. I, I encourage people to. I mean, uh, podcast network. Yeah, that guy's awesome, and uh, and the, the Cespedes barbecue guys as well. That's good stuff. Aaron, thanks for joining us today, man, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. All right, you got it, my friend. All right, there it is Aaron Fit D one baseball. A couple of takeaways there. He's unbiased. Calls it as he sees it. He says East Carolina, not in a position to be a host anymore right now we're just playing to get in to a regional and that is due to the record it's also due to what's left ahead now that could change if he's if ecu reels off 25 wins in a row we'll uh we'll re you know visit this conversation but as of right now the way it looks east carolina you know losing that series to bryant losing to college of charleston losing the the north carolina series although that was two to one uh, you win those, you sweep a couple of those, things look different, but that's the case right now. He also says Carson Wisenhunt's pro future will not be hampered much by his suspension, but not good news for Pirate fans. He says uh, he'll be pitching in pro ball next year. He'll be drafted and gone from East Carolina. That is still be to de- determine. That is just the opinion of one Aaron Fitz. So always enjoy uh, talking baseball with him, and we'll get him on uh, later in the year, and hopefully the Pirates can make some noise. Hey, how about get another win today, make it two in a row, get some momentum this weekend against VCU, and roll that into next week where you have NC State and the beginning of conference play. So a chance to uh, to get hot here if you're the Pirates coming off the win last night over uncw let's take a time out we'll come back and we will wrap up our number one with you here on pirate radio live we'll talk a lot of football we'll hear from mike houston coming up at four o'clock we'll talk to bryce williams in the five o'clock hour more to go on pirate radio live we're back with you after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back hey do you want to get rid of wrinkles or tighten and lift your skin how about smooth your skin texture 
erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Or are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. All products and services are on sale now at the Spring Extravaganza going on until uh, through April 8th. Visit BeautyBarMedispa.com for more information. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. And as we do, Clip, you and I were watching this uh, during the break. Uh, <clears throat> East Carolina softball in action. They are currently riding a five-game winning streak, although they have dug themselves a hole as uh, UNC Wilmington just hit a grand slam. They now lead the Pirates 6-1 to one in the top of the third inning. And your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Ah, I got it. it. Yeah, I don't I don't want to mess with another man or woman's job, their livelihood. Not my position to say, but is Shane Winkler on the hot seat? (laughs) I don't know. With that grand slam. (laughs) And that was a good clip. That grand slam (laughs) off the scoreboard. Off the score. That'd be a cool place to hit a home run. Just right. Bang it. You know, I've never Bang. hit as, Bang as, off the board. Uh, as, as long as I've played softball, and I've been playing it for a very long time, I have never hit a home run. I've come close, but I've never hit one out of the park. I'd love to just nail one right off the scoreboard. That would be cool. I knew when we had him on the show yesterday that would end their winning streak, and you know what? I did it anyway. Just Way for to the, go. Yeah. Way to go. Good job. I Clint. mean, we had to have guests on. I, 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 it was a great interview, by the way. I feel it like was. I, I believe in jinxes. When coaches make a run, like in high school in their tournament, or when it, like ECU's got a long streak going in something, like I'd I'd rather not interview them as a fan, but as a host of a show, we have to talk about what's going on, right? Yeah, I mean it's yeah, your job. I mean, yeah, and and you know, uh, most athletes that I know are highly superstitious. Some coaches don't want to do interviews before a big game or whatever, um, for that very reason. I mean, I'm I'm superstitious when I play. Um, I never, ever, ever walk in front of an umpire. What do you think about them uh, doing in-game, like during timeout interviews with the coaches? Like I get, I, and, and I, by I don't know, way, but, I don't know, but I tell you who does hate it. My grandmother, because they interviewed somebody at halftime the other day. She said, "I don't know why." She said, "I wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> them. I, I wouldn't talk to them. Them people." Yeah. She knows you're one of them people, right? You're sports I did. Media. I, said, I said, Grandma, like that's my profession. I mean, right what there. do you expect them to say? Hey, yeah, I we know. played a great ball game. Or no, you know what? We just stunk up the place. The going I mean, into know, halftime interview is the most pointless thing we do as a society. I, yeah. I believe. Because yes, it's the same questions and it's the same answers. There's nothing. There's no like meat. It's just an empty sandwich. It's two pieces of bread. And some lettuce. Some, but the lettuce is kind of brown. And some yeah, water, basically Make eating air. Yeah, just an air sandwich, oxygen burger. Um, what was I going to complain about? It had something to do with coaches, coaches tournament, superstitions. Uh, superstitions. I've got a complaint. Are we talking about softball? No, we're back to college basketball. There was something that has been annoying me during these. Oh. The length of the timeouts. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yes. <clears throat> oh, so, are they longer than normal? It, it feels feel like, like they it. Are. Yeah, it does feel like no, that. No, and it, not just that. Halftime. Halftime's taking forever. Yeah. I'm going to time half-time. one. Halftime. I'm going to get my stopwatch out, and I'm going to see if it's longer than a regular halftime. 
Because honestly, I have flipped over and forgotten about a game that had gone into halftime, was trying to find another game to kind of occupy. Because I don't like to hear people talk during halftime. I just don't. Not for not for TV. I just did well, too much there's talking. There's another game going on. It's easy. Just yeah, flip, flip the it. channel. Yes, but then yeah. I'll forget because halftime is so stinking long in the other game that I'll be watching the second half of a a, a different game and forget to go back to the original game that I was watching. I swear, like, usually when it goes to commercial, I just like look at my phone for a little bit and go through uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And the other night, I felt like I was on there forever, and I looked up, and the commercials were still going on. I was like, dude, what is going on? I feel on? like they're longer than regular season. There's some good commercials, though. I like the one with Coach K. I hear you, Troy. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. How about uh, it's Charles Barkley, Spike Lee, Samuel L., Jim Nance season. Those commercials are yeah. on every freaking break. Oh, every I love time. the Chuck They're you. pretty good. Uh, they, but but when you see them a million times, like you, you wish you could see them once or twice, not a hundred times, you know? I agree with that, too. Yeah, but uh, they're, they're pretty good. I like the ones where they're kids and little Nance comes in, hello friends. Oh, yeah. And all that. I don't think I've seen that one. I'll have to go back and look and see if I've seen that one or it's not. Right. It's pretty good. Alright, so I love complaining about like meaningless things because well, that was oh, a good I co- segment. <laughs> like sports. That's why I like sports so much because I care about it, I'm passionate about it, but at the end of the day it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I It's just something to occupy your your time. Not to get too deep, but like I, I think about this. Like I root so hard for these guys and these teams and they don't know I exist and they don't care at all about me. And I right. care so much about them. Yes. Have you ever thought about that, Chandler? Uh, about, about how much I love somebody? About they, how and much? And they don't know who I am? About how much you love the Panthers. Right. They're only there because they got drafted there or that team is paying them a lot of money. They don't care about the pa- Carolina or the Panthers no. or Charlotte. They're right. there to, They're doing their yeah. job. Mm-hmm. And you love them as part of your family. Family. And they don't give family. two runny Run. bleeps about you. It's too little, but you know what? I have thought about that, and I don't want to talk about it because it does make me sad. I know. I'm depressed because <laughs> I, I want to be best friends with Luke Keekley and I go know. fishing with him, and that will never happen in my life- lifetime. I know. But I, you can go fishing with Bryce Williams. Well, you know what? That's true. And but, he spent a hot minute as a Panther. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what, when I was, you know, what, 13 years old, I looked up to Bryce Williams if they tell, if in Daddy Ficklin Stadium. So that's a little degree of if separation your daddy there. said, hey, son, one day you're going to be cracking jokes with Bryce. Y'all are going to be buddies. I would have thought I was in heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, once again, for the second time this week in three shows, I'm saying count your blessings. Yes, sir. I'm going to be counting them. And that goes dang, down. Bryce Williams is here. You know, uh, that's that's kind of funny because, you know, I grew up a big radio person. I I didn't watch a lot of TV when I was growing up because I just I was active. I listened to the radio more than I watched TV. I used to listen to all these old school what you would consider to be DJs, like the the old school idea of what a DJ is. And I grew like up the, with, like Kind of like Casey Kasem, yeah. Rick Dees, and the Weekly Top Forty, John Garabedian, even and local the open guys. house part. Yeah, local guys. Well, and 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 the funny thing is, is that I always wanted to be in radio. I always wanted to work in radio. Just I wanted to be a DJ. I didn't. It wasn't until I was much older and got into the business that I realized the technical side of it, the production side, was something that I was way more interested in. But the funny thing is, is about seven or well. <sighs> At my first real, I would consider to be full-time radio gig, 
I ended up working with a guy I actually listened to a lot and looked up to and loved his morning show. Clip Brock. No. <laughs> Remember a guy named Rick Sticks? Of course. I ended up working with Rick Sticks at a previous establishment, and he shared an office with me. And I I remember sitting there looking at him and going, if you had told my 13-year-old self yeah. that I would be sitting as an adult out of college right across the, the – the, I'm looking at Rick Sticks. I mean, it was just such a surreal moment for me. So I can kind of get what you would say about Luke Keekley, you know, that, or was, not Luke uh, Kinkley, I'm sorry, Bryce Williams. He was on the top 40. They do like the countdowns every night and stuff, right? Like, what, what did he do top 40? He did a morning show. And he may have done some evening. I don't remember him much in the evening. I remember But I, I remember yeah. him doing morning show. Yeah. Because me being the dorky kid that I was in high school, I used to call in the morning show and give our high school softball yeah. scores because that's how much of a dork I was. I was such a sports radio dork. I called in to Arnie Spanier back in the day, and you had to be – they told us you had to be 18 or whatever to get on. So me and my friend would try to make our voices deeper. <laughs> and I remember calling in, asking about the Redskins and stuff, and uh, it was awesome. It was <laughs> fun. And then I got to meet him at O'Cool's when he came one time. I remember I, – I used to call the night the, – the overnight jockeys – I used to call them because I was a horrible, I, I was a horrible insomniac in high school, and so I'd be up at all hours of the night, and, and so out of boredom, I would call the the radio jockeys at night and talk to them. I remember one was a was a part time dive instructor in Wilmington, and we started talking about scuba diving and stuff, and that was back in the day when long distance calls cost money. <laughs> And then I got grounded for like a month off the phone because my mom got the phone bill and it was really high. I'd be working. I'd be in a tractor with a you know a cab with you got the radio in there. Oh and yeah, I yeah, would yeah. call ninety nine X and request songs because that's all I had to do out there was listen to music. So oh yeah, I'd call in, request uh, Disturbed, and be on about oh, I was, my day. I was expecting like Foo Fighters. Yeah, I mean whatever was hot in that era. Yeah. But yeah, I was that I was that radio dork. But yeah, yeah, to sit across from a guy that I listened to and that I, you know, really looked up to in the business, it was just a trippy scene for me. Uh, Chad says, "Have you seen the Matt Stafford AT and T commercial about trading in phones?" No, I've seen him on a commercial. I've not paid attention to it. Maybe I will next time. I am a fan of Lily, uh, the AT and T commercials though. I like the progressive commercials. You like Flo? I, I do I'm like a big Flo. Flo. I guy. like I like Flo and is it Flo's sister? I don't know. Uh, that where she portrays both Flo and her sister. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she's like I, annoyed with her or whatever. Yeah, she's like, oh, hush. have y'all ever Googled Lily, the girl in the AT and T commercial? Uh-uh. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> well, why are you shaking your head? No, then you have yeah i have okay you were shaking your head no oh no i have definitely <laughs> all right, i have it so i guess i need to google we'll do it, it up. during the break yeah. okay all right All right. let's take a time out we'll come back when we return mike houston's comments from tuesday's pirate uh practice out at football we'll have our bud light ecu report that and more on the way after this
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, I'm following the Harold Varner tracker. Uh, there is a match play event going on, and he is one-on-one against Shane Lowry, it appears. And Lowry is up one through two. Uh, so they're playing at three, and we'll keep an eye on that as HV3 has this tournament and one more until he begins for play in his first ever Masters. And we are fired up about that uh, here at Pirate Radio and throughout the Pirate Nation. All right. A um, couple things. Chad says he remembers calling in 96.3, the hot FM back in the day with Clip and getting a busy signal. And then it rang and we hung up. <laughs> then we got through again and just requested some Madonna song because we couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> you know, I don't remember that particular moment, but that sounds like something I would do and we would do uh, back then. I uh, got a good topic for Bryce in hour three, something that we were tweeting about last night. Dreams you had as a kid, reoccurring dreams or dreams oh, that stuck God. out with you. Mm-hmm. So if y'all can think of any uh have them ready to go for the third hour and we'll see if bryce i should have warned bryce about this <laughs> text him sometimes it <laughs> takes i wonder if he'd answer my call live on the air you think so let's give him a shot I don't know, the last time we called him live on the air unexpectedly he cursed on the air so good point well let's see if he does that again let's call him up real quick because this seems like a long text Calling Bryce Williams. Make sure he doesn't cuss. Yeah, I'll let him know we're live. What's up, Cliff? Hey, Bryce. <laughs> we're uh, we're live on the air, so uh, remember that time you cussed? Don't do that again. <laughs> we're live right now? Yeah, we're live, yeah, because I was going to text you, but it's a long text, so I figured I'd just call you. I got a little something for you to think about before you get here at 5. I wanted to forewarn you. Okay. So I was tweeting last night. We were talking about dreams we had as a child or like reoccurring dreams. Uh, And just if you have any in mind or or even as an adult, I guess, if you have a reoccurring dream or a dream that really stands out to you, we're going to talk about that in hour three. Oh, goodness. Okay. I mean, is that a good dream or just any dream? Uh, Could be good. Could be bad. Like I used an example when I was a kid. My dad in a dream turned into Inspector Gadget. And it made me afraid of Inspector Gadget for the rest of my life. And I was scared of my dad for like three days. <laughs> so, so, yeah, if you got anything like that, just uh, bring it in. We'll do a little show and tell in uh, hour three. Okay. That right. sounds good. All right, buddy. We'll see you in a little while. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. There you go. Wow. Impressive. Got him ready to go. Nice phone call. Great call with Bryce Williams. Good call. Good call. Good call. Uh, Rack them. Hugh, 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 huge. Uh, if you would like to chime in on that topic, you can as well, as we'll dive into that later. 
another thing mike p had a complaint i agree with this one i tell you what i i get annoyed doing baseball games when i see this signal oh man when the umps coaches players put their hands over their ears earmuffs they're gonna look at it jeff and start shaking it they're gonna look at it shaking their hands that means we're gonna have go to review let's see see. for a while there i thought that they were just talking about how uh well princess leia's uh (laughs) hair is strategically placed nice reference there shirley i like you i like it (laughs) uh mike says replay is way too long need a shot clock on replays 30 seconds at the most Mike, I'm going to give you a gentleman's clap because I agree with you. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake your hand. Uh, we got to fasten up replay. I, look, it's, fi- it's fine. We want the right call to be made. If it's not, we're going to bitch and moan about that. Let's get the call right. But if we can see it immediately on TV, they them at the you game should, be able to, too. should do it. And I think I think there should be a nerve center at each location where you have let's say three people and they have three monitors and they're all looking at the same thing but I feel like we're doing that but no, it no, just no, takes, no, no, no. i know what you're saying i feel like we're already kind of doing those steps and it's still taking forever like for example like when you're trying to determine who has let's say basketball who's who touched the ball last when yeah. it went out of bounds yeah. okay you have one person looking at who the possession should go to another person needs to look at the clock find out what how how much time is left and a third person whatever the you know i don't know two to three people is what i'm thinking of so what i'm trying to figure out is you know why does one person have or two people not looking at two different things to get immediate like you have one person say okay well uh clip touched it last and the next person say okay and when the ball went out of bounds it was this time i mean it takes 10 seconds i don't i I know i know okay let's do it i'm just putting it out there i don't know if that's how they do it now i'm just saying redbeard says pregame shows on tv in any sport way too long yeah, um, yeah. I, I gotta tell you something that i really hate is long pregame shows <laughs> could you imagine somebody doing a four-hour pregame show for something i mean what a waste of time and what a terrible thing that would be <laughs> <laughs> i was just waiting for a rebuttal at who this needs point? four hours to talk about a damn game by the way, tune into the Bud Light pregame tailgate this fall. <laughs> Four hours before every game. I mean, Redbeard. I, I, I guess. I mean, you can complain about it, but well, just don't watch it. Like, what do you care? Just watch the game. I guess you're saying like this is more of a. It's all about the TV, really. But when they say a game's supposed to start at eight and it kicks off at eight nineteen, I was going to say like, like that, they'll tell you a time, but it might not kick off. That's till more on them, not the pregame hosts. Like you know, so I, I understand that part of it, but I, I can't sit here and complain about the length of pregame shows when we do a four hour one every Saturday. Yeah. That would be a bit hypocritical on my part. Um, but the whole Hey, the game's at 7 tonight. Well, it's actually at 7.32 or whatever. So, anyway. All right. 
good discussion good gripes good complaints we have a sponsor that might be joining us on pirate radio that is going to be great for our that bid, would that would have been a perfect example right our there. complaint segments and now it's on to chandler can chandler get it signed can i do exactly what i did with wings over can, can i close the deal like danny bill can you close the deal we've done all we can to this point we've got eight innings done we've done everything we can Calls to the bullpen we've got to, we've set you up you just got to knock them down yeah i threw the alley-oop chandler's running in from the three-point line like you gotta Charlie, flush it i feel like charlie sheen in uh, major league wild thing you make my heart sing get it done chandler all right let's hear uh, a little bit of mike houston before we move on and uh, talk to the voice jeff charles he talked about the uh, improvements with the offensive line this is cut to from yesterday's spring football practice well you know he's, he's much more comfortable um you know it's, it's hard now you, you figure you got you know a 300 pounder sitting right there in your face and you got to snap the football and move and block you know it's it it's, takes a special person to be a center and plus you got id protections so uh you know he's uh very comfortable there now snaps are much much better much more consistent uh and he's so athletic you know he's he's one of those guys he can do some things that other guys can't do just because of his athleticism uh but uh, you know he's, he's a guy i have very high expectations for uh and you know really trying to push him to kind of play at that next level specifically coach houston talking about east carolina center avery jones there hey it's great to go into a year with the center who's got experience yeah that I've said it a million times. That has been a position that has been snake bitten over the years when it comes to ECU football. Peyton Winstead having to to leave early due to medical reasons. Yeah, John Spellacy with the same thing. Chandler, turn your mic on, pal. And John Spellacy, unfortunately, with a uh, career ending injury. Yeah. Uh, there, I'm I'm thinking about the last consistent center we've had. I might be going a little too early, but maybe Taylor Hudson. Yeah, is Taylor Hudson a guy that might have you know has been consistently healthy going into a, a the next year? Yeah, because it was like a revolt, and this is not now. There are some because you also had J T. Boyd. Uh, there are I, some positions that have just been under recruited or whatever. Center, they brought in good players. Right. They just like it just has not worked out for a number of different reasons. And now I don't think Avery Jones was brought in to be a center, right? You but, also had the guy from last year who transferred to Marshall. Um, he was going to be a center for ECU, and I cannot remember his name. Maybe it'll pop up later, but that's another example of this revolving door. You're right, and I too can't remember his name at this moment. Uh, he talked more about the offensive line. Cut three. I think Isaiah Foote is having a really good spring. You know, it's you know that's a kid that you know you recruited him. You knew he had some ability, but you just gotta. It's it's like uh, you just gotta let him mature. You gotta let him grow up. O linemen they don't they don't come in and play right away usually, and it usually takes him a couple of years. But he's finally you know playing with confidence, you know, playing with some nastiness, uh, doing some really really good things in the run game and the pass game. But I've been I've been pleased with him so far. He's getting off on the right foot it's pretty good i'm sorry no that's good just don't tell me ever to stay in my lane again if you're gonna do stuff like that i do apologize <laughs> that was unnecessary <laughs> uh isaiah foot i know our maryland guy scott will be happy to hear that he loves talking up isaiah foot maryland native uh real quick back to the review stuff shirley um Here we go. mike p has some ideas sure refs should have to hold on to something that will shock them if they don't make the decision in 30 seconds 
uh and every 10 seconds after 30 seconds he says maybe the headphones can shock them so oh, wow oh i like you know what like a dog getting out of the territory it's not supposed to be that's in. called a behavior modification module or that shock is collar a very fancy way to say it yeah shock collar basically so how about but some shock no, headphones I, I i you know what that would add to my entertainment value it looks like I'm going to say off on red. It could be black. Ball. <laughs> black ball. But let me look at it one more time. Hurry up. Hurry up. One more time. We got red touches it there. Black ball. <laughs> I, I would enjoy that. But I have as a sadistic there, sense of humor. Because there's a camera on it. Yeah, because you know how the referees in basketball, they're huddled over that, you know, that one monitor. If they don't hurry up, you can have a camera on them. And like a little timer down there in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen, and you're like, all right, here it comes, here it comes. In baseball, they go into the dugout, and they probably are like taking you know a what? pee they break have, or something. Yeah, if they go into the dugout, you need to have like an ejector seat or something. Oh, like, wow. Like an ejector right, seat. So if they walk you're, in. You're sitting in a particular seat to watch the replay. Yes. And after 30 seconds, it Launch just springs it. up. <laughs> it launches you back out on the field. It throws you like Uncle Phil used to throw DJ yeah. Jazzy Jeff. Yes. Uh, back onto the field. Yes. I like that. That's See, that's that's what I want. It's one thing to, uh, to come up with problems. It's a whole nother to have solutions for those problems. Yes. And that's what we're doing here. Yes. By the way, quick update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. Pirates have a 2 nothing lead early against Elon. Uh, so things going well at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Not as well across How? the street uh, at Max Ray Joyner Family Ballpark. Stadium. Memorial Torium. <laughs> A slight, uh, a slight update here. Coliseum. Yes, uh, ECU Dumb. is trailing UNCW at six to one, but the Pirates have the bases loaded, no outs. And by the way, Sim Hodge on Twitter, thank you. Trent Holler was that center. Holler, 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 holler. Trent Holler, thank you, Sim. Appreciate that. All right, back to oh, and an error scoring. <laughs> Sorry. Play by play, Pirates. Oh, oh dare right, so. Joey Fatante. <laughs> Joey Fatone? No, Joey Fatante, who is a new addition to the Pirates. Quad. New addition. We're talking about in sync. Yes, in uh, sync. Yes. New addition. Yes, and uh, but anyway, uh, they uh, Joey Fatante hit a a rocket to third base. Third baseman could not handle it, and third base, base woman, Shirley. Excuse me, third base woman, and. <laughs> <laughs> they scored two, so it's now 6-3 UNCW, runners on first and second, still no outs for the Pirates. I think we talked about this before. I'm sorry, what was the score? 6-3. <laughs> All right, they're back, they're coming back. Uh, UNCW had a granny off the scoreboard uh, during our break there. Um, <laughs> like doing, uh, calling women's games, and it's like a man-to-man defense, and but is it a woman-to-woman defense? <laughs> Or do the terms stay the same? <laughs> the terms stay and the also, same. And also, I'm such a robot doing those games, Shirley. So at the end of each inning, when I'm over at Clark DeClaire, I'll say, for the Phoenix in the top of the first inning, no runs, no hits, one error, two men left on base. So then when I went to do a softball game, I just so trained to say the same thing. Uh-huh. I called them men for a few <laughs> innings. <laughs> technically there was no men on any of the bases because they're all women so i would just say like nobody no peoples 
Um, no I humans. Said, I, having said when that, I did my three innings of softball PA, I did say I just said no t- runners left on base. Yeah, that's a good. I, usually, what I do is I'll go. You know, for the Pirates, there were uh, runs, hits, errors. Yeah, runs, hits, errors. Thank you. So it's two hits on um, runs, no, hits, errors. Runs hit two runs on one hit, no errors, and three left on base. Just take something out like that. All, just yeah. I, I just don't say I don't say runners or wh- whoever. Did you? Did they tell you about the the story about the ghost runner? Uh, I don't think so. Oh God, this is hilarious. I don't remember. You remember as a kid when ghost you man said, on second, ghost yeah. man on second? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, there was a uh, a rather young individual that was uh, doing, I think it was either, yeah, doing PA or something, and I think it, they had gone into extra innings, and in softball, the rules are different. You, you start with a runner at second, and I can't remember how it came about, but something about, um, you know, who he was asking who was on second, and someone jokingly said, ghost runner on second. Yeah announcer announced now at second ghost, ghost runner, runner. <laughs> well that is the terminology because i saw major league baseball will be using a ghost runner in extra innings right and they're that's the terms they're using now but but ghost a, runner is technically there's no one there it's a ghost it's, it's an imaginary now, runner at second base because you don't have enough people to play usually no. it's when you don't have enough people to to like if you're playing cup ball back in the day, if you know what cup ball is, everybody knows what cup. Ball Are they going is. to get rid of that? What, I thought so. And then, <laughs> no, Shirley, cup well, ball. Well, I mean, not he just outlawed. he hung a right. I don't know where he's going. We're talking about the ghost runners. Still. Okay, ghost runner. I thought so, but I believe. Let me get it right because we're people. I want to say they were going to get rid of it, and then they reinstated it. We only uh, get eight things wrong a day on this show. So there's the Shohei Otani rule. You saw that, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that Ghost Runner thing because I just thought it was hilarious. I'm not. I'm not trying to poke fun at anybody. I the deal also includes hilarious. a return to using a Ghost Runner in extra innings, but only for 2022. So they're bringing it back for one more year. There will be no seven inning double headers. They just return to nine. Yeah, innings. they just yeah. So I that knew they got rid of that. They're going to start extra innings with a runner on second, right? Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing though. But to me, when you use the term ghost runner, it means it's just an imaginary person on second base. It's not and a literal love, person. Didn't you love those arguments where when you're trying to come up with a score and like, oh, we had a ghost run on second, that run counts. And like, okay, I hit this one to right field. Yeah, and I got a single. But like I would argue, my ghost runner's fast. He would have scored on that. Yeah, that, that should be a run. Yeah, and they're absolutely. saying no. Your ghost runner's at third. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, fun times. Fun times. Very controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. He'll join us here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you with more after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right. Donald Juan just sent in a uh, a reoccurring dream that I can relate to that I've had uh, as well. And we'll, uh, we'll read that in hour three when we talk about our childhood dreams that we remember or reoccurring dreams we have as an adult that stand out to us. By the way, Donald Juan has called in. He, he won something. I want to say uh, treasure chest. It was. Is he from Roanoke Rapids? I, mean, I don't know why you would remember that. But for some reason, I thought he was. He's listening in right now. Maybe he can confirm. I uh, just rode to drove to Jersey and back last week. And as we drove through Roanoke Rapids, there's a restaurant you can see from 95 called Donald Wands. Oh. It might have been Don Wands. It, was, it could have been Don or Donald. I don't know. But um, I wonder if it's that Donald Wan. Interesting. Is he a restaurateur? from roanoke rapids let us know if you are or if you ain't whatever who cares i don't all right let's uh head out to the pirate radio live line and visit with the voice here on this wednesday we'll talk some hoops and more with jeff charles little football and also baseball jeff as the pirates out to an 11 and 10 start after their win last night not where they wanted to be 21 games into the season but still a long season a lot of baseball left to be played and again not where they want to be but a chance to still get there at some point jeff well you're right cliff there's still a lot of baseball to be played but the bar has been set so high for east carolina baseball yeah you talk about going to omaha and you've not been there and you've been talking about it really since 1997 when keith leclair came to uh, ecu and put that Put that uh, bar very high for this program, and of course now we've we've gone what twenty five years, and the Pirates have not gotten there. So, yeah, I, I think sometimes people are let down. But uh, my goodness, this program has been so good for so long. Uh, I feel like at at some point that these guys will get things together and they'll come back and they'll play a little bit better. They just really have not played very well this year clip and it was good to see them bounce back and get a win last night the the pitching depth looks like it's coming along for them but they're having problems with their starting pitching and eating up some innings at the beginning of games and then the offense has really struggled this year for ECU and as we know they lost a lot of really good players last year and counting on some young guys to pick up the slack this year and it really hasn't been there as of yet but Cliff Godwin's a good coach. He'll he'll get things figured out. The guys will keep grinding. They'll keep playing hard, and hopefully this thing will turn. Now, this is a big week coming up this week, and they've got uh, Elon, as you mentioned, the, this afternoon. And then I was looking at VCU just the other day, Cliff, and they've won eight games in a row. Hmm. They played today. I don't know if the competition has been great, but they have won eight games in a row going into their play today. And then, of course, you've got NC State, so uh, that speaks for itself next Tuesday. So this is a... A tough stretch with a lot of games. I think six games in eight or nine days. So 
tough stretch for the Pirates, but if they can put some wins together, they can get that season back on track. Jeff Charles joining us. So much going on in the sports world. And, Jeff, I've uh, been trying to find things to watch uh, these last couple of nights and uh, have been struggling without basketball. I'm about ready for Thursday to roll around. Thought I might be basketballed out after late Sunday night watching TCU in Arizona, but, nah, I need more. And there have been some uh, some games going on. I saw UNCW won in the CBI yesterday. They'll play again tonight. You've got – saw the Bonnies, uh, St. Bonaventure knockoff Virginia in the NIT. So you do have some hoops going on, but really looking forward to Thursday night, Jeff, and uh, some great matchups coming up. We've already seen some great games in this tournament, some overtime games, some thrillers. How about Memphis, Jeff, hanging with Gonzaga? Memphis, that team that East Carolina beat in Menji's Coliseum did not look like that team that was testing Gonzaga uh, late Saturday night. Well, that team that ECU beat had three starters out and, and four key players out when the Pirates won that game, and they were – so injured the entire season until really about the last month or five weeks of the year when they finally started getting all of their pieces back. And because they were right there with uh, Gonzaga, Cliff, that didn't really surprise me. I thought they would be because their talent level is so good. i tell you what surprised me about the game was the way that Drew Timmy of Gonzaga took over the game in the second half. Yeah. It was almost non-existent in the first half. And I thought he might have some matchup problems against Memphis, but boy, was I ever wrong. They started going to him in the second half, and he was unstoppable down on the block and all the different moves he has. He kind of reminds me of a Kevin McHale type, the way he has all of those moves down in the paint. And he really surprised me the way he took over that game. But Gonzaga's really, really good. They're very athletic. They're quick. I'm a little bit surprised they're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Arkansas. Uh, certainly I'm not surprised they're favored. I thought that was a little bit high. We'll wait and see because Arkansas, again, is a very athletic team. But, yeah, there's some great games, Clip. And then, of course, uh, one that we'll watch if you're an AAC fan is the Houston-Arizona game. Yeah. And that game should uh, be a really great basketball game. And I just never put anything past Kelvin Sampson. He is not a good basketball coach. He is a great basketball coach. Really happy for the local kid, Josh Carlton from Greenville getting a chance to play in the Sweet 16 as well. And so, yeah, pulling for the Houston Cougars big time in their game tomorrow night. And as good as Arizona, as dominant as Arizona has been, Jeff, this year, 33-3, and that game's basically a pick em. They're like a one-point favorite against Houston, so a lot of respect shown uh, to Kelvin Sampson and those Houston Cougars who just continue to get it done. And, and Jeff, you talked about Memphis's injuries. You can say the same for Houston, right? Losing uh, a couple of key players. Oh, yeah, they lost uh, the two key guards for sure. Tremont Mark, who's a fine player, and then they also lost Sasser, who's a terrific shooter. And that was going to be their Achilles heel because no one knew where the slack was going to be pulled up from, especially from the perimeter with their shooting is concerned. But I tell you, the kid who's really come on big time clip is this kid, Tajay Moore, the left handed shooter, and he transferred in from Cal State Bakersfield. And he's been terrific for Houston. He's been one of the best players on the floor in these games in the tournament. And then, of course, uh, Fabian White is a terrific player inside. I mentioned Josh Carlton. Josh in his first and only year at Houston coming from UConn has been a big piece for them this year. And Kyler Edwards transferred in, of course, uh, as well. And he's he's been a guy who's been able to pick up the slack shooting the ball from the perimeter. So they've got a lot of pieces I just really wonder how good they would have been this year. They're still very, very good if 
if Mark and Sasser were still with this ball club, uh, they would be a bona fide threat to win the national championship. I really believe that. And Kelvin's just such a terrific coach, and they just play so hard at the defensive end. Their intensity defensively is off the charts. So when you've got all that going for you and you know that's a constant game in and game out, you're going to play great defense and you're going to have a chance to go in and stop people regardless of who you play, then you've got a chance to win games, and that's what we've seen Houston do this year. Jeff, how about the Blue Bloods from the state of North Carolina who's got the better shot to advance Duke, taking on that stingy uh, Texas Tech team. And then North Carolina, outside of that loss to Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament, been one of the hottest teams in the country. They take on a Blue Blood. Then UCLA, who knows about going on a tournament run. They did it last year, have the uh, a lot of the same parts back this year. So how about uh, those should be two great games, Duke and Texas Tech going at it Thursday night, North Carolina, UCLA on Friday. Well, Cliff, what a shocker. Carolina and Duke are both in the Sweet 16 again this year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many times that's happened, but it seems like it happens almost every year. And I was a little bit surprised. Texas Tech is actually a one-point favorite in the game with Duke. I think it's going to be a great basketball game, but my goodness, I think Duke is just hitting their stride right now, and I would pick Duke to win that game. Uh, North Carolina's playing great right now as well, and and UCLA, as you mentioned, they seem with Mick Cronin to make runs late. So if you're a Blue Blood fan and you love Blue Blood games, that North Carolina-UCLA game is uh, is going to be the game for you, and I think it's going to be very close. I think both games will be close. But if I had to pick right now, Clip, I think I would go with the two North Carolina schools because I, I just have a feeling they're both kind of hitting their stride at the right time. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff always has a a great stat or something you didn't know. This sounds like a Jeff Charles uh, stat, but I got this one from Barton alum Shirley Rhodes. We might have talked about this before, Jeff, but Matt Painter and his Purdue Boilermakers making a run in the NCAA tournament. Matt Painter, 1994-95, was an assistant at Barton College uh, right here uh, around these parts, and now he's got his team making a run in the tournament. They got those two big guys. They got maybe the best player in the country in Jade Navi and uh, how about a former Barton assistant Matt Painter uh, taking his team far Jeff yeah we talked about that maybe <laughs> last year yeah. this time and uh, don't give me credit for this give all the credit to Shirley Rose, <laughs> Barton alum from Wilson North Carolina who knows all about uh, Matt Painter so that was news to me so Shirley gets uh, Shirley gets kudos for that but uh, Matt Painter is a good coach and as we talked last week clip Purdue is my dark horse. So yeah. I have them in the final four. So I'm really torn with the game coming up between Purdue and St. Peter's because I love the St. Peter's story and would love to see them advance. But at the same time, I picked Purdue to get to the final four. So I don't really know who to root for in that game. But both of them uh, have had terrific years, and you just can't see enough for Shaheen Holloway and what he's done with that St. Peter's team. I mean, they've they just don't have great talent out there, but they play so well together. They're so well coached. And probably for St. Peter's fans, uh, the thanks that they're going to get is that Coach Holloway will probably go to Seton Hall as the head coach, and they'll be starting over with a new coach next year. But you can't blame him for that. Yeah. He's a Seton Hall guy. So it's going to be a, a really good matchup. I, I just think that the Seton Hall-Cinderella story will end because Purdue is just too big. And as you mentioned, Ivy's a pro. He is really a good player. He's been a lot of fun to watch in the tournament. I just don't see how St. Peter's can keep the dream alive and knock off Purdue. But 
they proved a lot of people wrong so far. Jeff, uh, I got to imagine there'll be a lot of North Carolina fans there in Philadelphia for that game. Uh, Purdue will, will bring some fans, but kind of a shame St. Peter's is so small. They would have the home court advantage uh, with it being there in Philly. And uh, but I don't think they have enough fans <laughs> or enough people uh, to bring. But you know, everybody who is not a Purdue fan in that building at seven oh nine on Friday night will be pulling for St. Peter's. That should be a fun atmosphere, I think, uh, Jeff. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, in this country, we love the underdog. Yeah. Well, no clip and an underdog for sure, St. Peter's. And it'll be interesting to see again if they're able to keep it alive. But. Uh, it's great that their fans are going to be able to get there. Uh, most f- people listening to us uh, today have been in Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum, and it's not the biggest building in the world, but when you consider the uh, arena, the gymnasium that St. Peter's plays in, you could put two of St. Peter's gyms in Williams Arena, <laughs> Minji's Coliseum. Wow. It seats 3,200. And, you know, on TV it looks like a high school gym. So they, they've not even been a – Speck on the map, but they're having their their time now in uh, the spotlight, and good for that school, and good for their players and their fans and their coaches. And it's just a feel good story clip, and that's what makes you know the basketball tournament, the NCAA March Madness, so much fun. When you see a team like St. Peter's pop up, and we've seen Oral Roberts, and we've seen George Mason, and we've seen Florida Gulf Coast, and all of these schools make runs into the Sweet Sixteen, and you know it captures the heart of the country. It's just a lot of fun to watch. Jeff Charles joins us Wednesdays here on Pirate Radio Live. Every Monday, you can hear the Players' Lounge, our ECU baseball players. And also, during spring football, you can hear Holden Aylers join us Mondays here on Pirate Radio Live. It was great to catch up with Holden on Monday, Jeff, and talk a little spring football. And just to hear how far this program has come along and still a ways to go. And it's not where it needs to be. This is not the final chapter of the Mike Houston book here with ECU football. It's going to get even better. But from where they were when he got here to where they are now, Holden Naylor said that basically, Jeff, the players could run practice at this point uh, because you have him at quarterback. You've got returners uh, just about everywhere, maybe outside of the wide receiver position, the the one position group that does not have a, a ton of veterans there. But so many uh, leaders on this team now, uh, it was great to hear Holden Naylor say that if the coaches weren't available, you know, they could run a practice themselves. And that is a huge challenge from when Mike Houston came in here and said, we have to teach these guys how to practice. So it just kind of tells you, Jeff, how far uh, this thing has come in a few years. Yeah, no doubt about that. A very interesting comment from Holton. And what's really good, too, Clip, is to see the depth now with the football program. When Mike got here, very little depth, especially on the defensive side of the ball and especially in the defensive line position. And to see what these coaches have been able to do to really get some quality bodies in here and recruit well, has been really fun to watch, and kudos to those guys. They've done a terrific job. And now, when somebody goes down, you've got a pretty capable backup who can go in and play. And so they've really been able to develop what coaches like to call quality depth. And they've got quality depth now in most positions. You're right. I think there's some concern going into the year as far as a wide receiver position is concerned. We don't know about C.J. Johnson and whether or not he'll be playing this year. And then, of course, the Pirates lost some Good receivers uh, from from last year, so some of the guys are going to have to step up that you know have been hurt or really maybe haven't just been able to get on the field in the last year or two. A guy like Josiah Hatfield and some of those guys, uh, Tyler Savage, you're going to have to play bigger roles. So we'll see how all that works out. But 
I really like the looks of uh, where the Pirates are in the defensive line this year. I think the offensive line's always a challenge, and I think there's some guys who are still trying to mix and match up there, and I think this will be a, a big spring for that. But we all know, Cliff, they're in good shape as far as the running backs are concerned. Yeah. Those two guys, uh, Kevin Monroe, my broadcast partner, calls them thunder and lightning, and they're going to be back again next year. And so we're looking forward to that. And, Jeff, you, you talk about – I remember you you talking about the basketball team, how how good the guys were to be around and everything. And saw recently Keaton Mitchell and Rajay Harris were speaking to uh, to elementary school kids and uh, they received letters from those kids and, and just uh, things like that you, you love to see. Those are two uh, really good dudes, uh, too, in the backfield, Jeff. And, uh, you know, Mike Houston, all these coaches – uh, Joe Dooley did it when he was here. Cliff Godwin as well. Try to bring in uh, quality individuals. And, you know, there's a bad apple in there every now and then. But uh, I love seeing things like that. Uh, Keaton and Rajay um, going out in the community and, you know, learning to be uh, good men, uh, which they will become one day. Yeah, there's no doubt, Cliff. It's, it's good to get the ECU student-athletes out in the community and in all of the sports. And, uh, Rajay has uh, a little bit more of a personality than Keaton does and gotten the chance to know Rajay probably a little bit more because he is an outgoing kid and Keaton's still kind of a shy kid, doesn't have a whole lot to say, but I've seen a lot of young guys come into this program as freshmen and watch them really develop uh, by the time they're seniors. Uh, they don't even seem like the same type person because they gain a lot of confidence in their speaking ability and doing uh, – doing interviews. And by the way, Cliff, I do watch the baseball players with you. And, boy, those kids uh, really handle themselves well. I'm impressed yeah. when you talk with those guys. Uh, they are, they're very good, very articulate, very personable. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a fun segment you do with the baseball players. And I know Cliff has always put a real high priority on the guys getting out of the community and doing a lot of things. So got a lot of things these days to be proud of at, at ECU, uh, Clip, and I think the student-athletes in the program right now are as good as they've ever been. And, Jeff, looking uh, forward to hearing from Michael Schwartz, which uh, I was would assume would be in the next day or two. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to, to get a press conference with him. And, uh, boy, he talked for a long time on the Zoom last week, but I uh, would love to uh, to get to see him in person. And uh, hopefully that will be happening soon, Jeff. I know Cy said yesterday that uh, he thought Schwartz was driving into town on Tuesday. So maybe we'll uh, we'll get him in front of a microphone soon. I think that could happen tomorrow, Cliff. Okay. If they could. I do think there's a possibility that that could happen, so uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I do believe that uh, Coach Schwartz is in town, and he has some things to do before he meets with the media. But uh, that's going to happen relatively quickly, I think. And there's always that curiosity factor with the fans and the media, with the new coach. <laughs> it's not like I've not been through this before, Cliff, as I mentioned Last week, if you count Joe Dooley twice and you count Michael Perry, who was the interim coach for 18 games after Jeff Lebo resigned, uh, this is my 11th basketball coach at ECU going back to uh, 1988 when Mike Steele was the head coach. I was thinking the other day, wow. good friend Brian Bailey, I would guess for Brian, this will be his 12th basketball coach because Brian was – in Greenville, about three years, I think, before I got to town, maybe even four years. So Charlie Harrison was the coach when uh, Brian got here, if I'm not mistaken. So for Brian Bailey, he's seen one more coach come through here than I have. I think for Brian, this will be 
his 12th basketball coach. <laughs> Man, y'all got quite a uh, a roster of coaches built over time, uh, especially when it comes to ECU hoops. Jeff, always enjoy the chat. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the uh, basketball. Enjoy uh, sitting back and watching games instead of calling them, uh, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I know you like being a part of the action, but probably nice to kick your feet back and then watch some sports too, right? It really is, Cliff. I'm kind of catching my breath. It just seems like this year we were on the road so much, and it does take a little bit out of you, but kind of getting back in a good routine again. And, yes, I'll be just like everybody else listening to games on Pirate Radio and watching games on TV and uh, having a lot of fun doing it. Jeff, thanks for joining us. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Okay, sounds great. Thanks so much, Cliff. Thank you, Voice. Enjoyed it as always. We will take a time out, come back, get ready to wrap up Hour 2. Busy Hour 3 on tap because Bryce Williams joins us. We'll hear what Mike Houston had to say after yesterday's ECU spring practice. So we'll talk football and we'll make you a winner. Open up the booty bag. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you. Serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com. Or the Villa Verde app, order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. And as we head back into the show, clip a quick uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update. I don't want it. In the sixth inning. Don't tell me. UNC Wilmington has... uh, Don't say it. Extended their lead 8-4 to four over ECU in softball at Max R. Joyner Stadium. Chandler, give me another score. And we don't, don't have... Don't say it. No, please. No. East Carolina. No. No. Now finds themselves down one no, to the please. Phoenix of Elon. Please, no. 3-2 to no. Two after Trey Savage. Well, like, no gives, Savage. Oof. Yeah. Gives Sorry. up a three-run bomb in just a limited time of... Uh, relief. Shirley, hit the whole Coach K cut, please, because I need everybody to be quiet. No, please, everyone be quiet. We're obligated to give the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by Dubba. Dubba. Doesn't mean it's always going to be pretty. Are you doing it too now? No. I just You were taking a gulp of water, so maybe I was trying to help you there, but also there was one day you weren't here and I had to do it by myself. Also, Shirley gave a score and you gave a score that time, so So I feel like... Yeah. I, th- I thought it went pretty what good. What a team. We, we have a team here. Shirley, the culture uh, is great. good day for your NFL team. Why, yes. Yes, I, it was. I got to say, I love your coach. I think he is uh, He's going to be great. I call him Michael McDonald. But I keep forgetting. Because I keep forgetting his name. It's yeah. Mike McDaniel. McDaniel, yeah. A.K.A. Michael McDonald. He just looks like some scrawny dude from like who's an assistant coach at like some no-name basketball school. On that note, Google, uh, just Google Dolphins coach. Google those words. Okay. Tell me what pops up on your computer and see if it's the same as mine. Because I just Googled Dolphins coach to see his name because I call him Michael McDonald because I can't remember he's Mike McDaniel. All right. 
It pops up. What is <laughs> Mike what, McDaniel? What, what picture are they using? I don't know. Is that even him? He's got a Texans logo on. So I looked at his Wikipedia. He was a Texans office offensive assistant 14 years ago. So they're using a picture from when he was 25 years old. And he's 39 <laughs> he's now. He's 39 now. He looks like a child in the picture they have on Google for him. Yeah, he does. Him, he does because uh, in in a more current picture. Don't disrespect him, bro. He his he his. Hair, I'm disrespecting Google more than I am. No, he has, I, I'm he dis- has way more I, no. facial hair now. I'm saying Google don't disrespect him like that. Anyway, you would think Google would update that picture. That's what I'm saying. Because hey, if you look at the images, there's plenty he looks of like them. a kid. I'm gonna start going to ask Jeeves if they don't update this picture. <laughs> Thanks, uh, there's the there's a uh, there's a reference there that I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins acquire Tyreek Hill. Woo-hoo-hoo! To me, this came Wee. out of left field. Came Maybe out of nowhere. I'm not just having play offense, defense, and special teams. I'm not tuned in, I guess, enough on what's going on with the Chiefs because I remember this morning I asked you guys, uh, Chandler. So why is he not just going to return to the Chiefs? Well, apparently, he wants a lot of money. They're not willing to pay him that much, well, and other places are going to pay him more. I thought I saw where the Chiefs had offered him uh, an opportunity to be probably opportunity. opportunity to be probably the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Leg in the leg, and he said, "You know what? I actually want to." He says, shop "Okay, around. I'll do that, but on a different team and get even more money." Exactly. And now, uh, one of our interns—it was either Gene or I think it might have been Gray—says that classic the dolphins <laughs> have the fastest one two receiver duo in nfl history with jalen waddle and tyree kill hmm. and that would make sense so waddle speed, was a great year last year speed kills they have the offensive coach i have no doubt about that with mike mcdaniel aka michael mcdonald the question is can tua get it done here's one thing tua can do right is throw four yard crossing routes to tyree kill and watch him run for 90 yards yeah so well they did help out to attack of all over today too by getting uh tyron armstead great job showing you our professional broadcaster by saying his first and last name that was a good move appreciate it you know na- nah, you nailed it i'm being serious because sometimes i'll only say tua because i'm afraid i'll screw up the last name tag of aloha tag of aloha yeah but you said it very clearly well, i appreciate that that was a good good job speaking of money uh as we go to break wrap up this hour bryce williams said to join us jeff passan here's a list of the five teams that spent the that have spent the least amount of money in free agency this offseason in major league baseball okay the brew crew who are a good team mm-hmm. uh, have spent 12.9 million dollars the orioles who are trying to build but are cheap have spent 7.9 million dollars Think about all the money the Dodgers have spent on like just one guy and think about these numbers. The Reds have spent 5.5. The Guardians have not hit a milli yet. They're at 900,000, Cleveland. And the Oakland Athletics, who have got rid of Matt Olson. Other names that I can't remember. There was a pitcher, I thought. Was it Montez, maybe? Yeah. Uh, they have spent zero dollars. <laughs> zero. They, I've spent more money on Chick-fil-A today than they've spent on <laughs> on their baseball team. Good point. This offseason. Yes. So there you go, Oakland fans. 
you got to be fired up about the prospects of uh, what you're going to be seeing. But the good thing is with the Orioles, though, they they do have some decent prospects in their farm system. Including one, Connor, Connor Norby. Norby yeah. who, 11th uh, out of 30? Uh, yeah, the top 30 prospects for the Orioles, they have Connor listed as number 11. So they really think he's going to be a solid uh, – they're looking to put him at second base. And by the way, this time last year – He's playing for ECU, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he has not yeah. even been there that long. So Yeah, no, and he hasn't. Now, he will start the, the uh, minor league season with the Delmarva Shoreboard. Shore, shoreboards. <laughs> That's uh, a tough one. That shorebirds. I can't – I never can get that word out. Delmarva Shorebirds, shore which is the single-A affiliate for the Orioles. Well, so ask he, Bryce Williams, has he ever shot a shorebird before? Because hmm. he shot a wood duck before. Yeah. Has he shot a shorebird? That is tough. And to how say. many wood ducks could a wood duck duck? If a wood duck could, could duck, duck ducks, <laughs> said ducks. All right, let's uh, let's get into hour three. Talk some football. Talk some dreams. Talk about Bryce's epic bracket. As we do, clip score uh, score update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. The Buck. JCC. No. <laughs> Jacob. Jenkins Coward. JJC. Which would be what, Chandler? JJC. How do you say Tagovailoa and can't I don't figure know. that out? <laughs> the letters got all mixed up in my head. Anyway, he goes yard. ECU ties yes! it 3-3. Yes! Who I believe is going to be the dark horse in Mustache March. Could be. Because I, like well be. mar- I like his mustache. His mustache. Although, his mustache. Um, although, I got to say, Zach Agnos, he's brought the swag with the mustache. All right. Good update there, Chan Man, yes, to wrap sir. up this segment. Take a timeout. Bryce Williams joins us after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. And coming up on Saturday, you can do just that with Kinetic's Live Well Half Marathon free 5k and one mile fun run that's coming up this saturday march 26th at the greenville town common the half marathon starts at 7 30 a.m the free 5k starts at 9 a.m and the one mile fun run begins at 8 30 a.m and the purpose of the event is to promote the health of Pitt county residents and it gives both competitive and first-time runners a chance to experience the benefits of physical activity and healthy living for more information Give them a call at 364-2806. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip. All right, we got a lot to talk about with Bryce Williams today here on Pirate Radio Live. We were going to just go ECU football, but a few other topics have crept in, including dreams uh, from our childhood or reoccurring dreams as an adult. And also, Redbeard wants to know what minor league 
mascots has bryce williams hunted or caught or otherwise so we'll we'll get back to that at on pirate radio outdoors also bryce has a pirate radio outdoors story for us today that he'll try to tell without being well you'll see explicit yeah it's it's good how you doing bryce i'm good how are y'all doing doing good we were looking at your bracket earlier you went upset heavy yeah and it's going to come back to hurt you although You have your national champion left. You still got some teams left. Yeah, there's some life left. And I'm not last. And North Carolina really is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. They got UCLA coming up Friday. Mm-hmm. They have a chance to get to the Final Four and win it all, as you said they would. So, oh, yeah. Still some points to be had for oh, Bryce yeah. Williams. Chandler, don't give up on me yet. Chandler hit me right in the gut. He said, yeah, not yet, <laughs> but you're going to finish last. He gave you the old, yeah. You're I'm g- sorry. But I've, I've taken, like, a lot of looks at your bracket i'm like there's just <laughs> i think there's a path for him to not finish last but that is a difficult path yeah we could it's say hard that. hey not all finish lines aren't smooth hmm is that one of your famous that just came, that just came off the uh... i like it that's good all right where to begin let's for our listeners sake we'll uh we'll start with ecu football but i want to get into the dream talk later on in the show as well uh let's continue on shirley so ecu spring practice going on have you had a chance to get out there at all bro not yet all no right. all right well, well i uh, plan to let's hear what's going on out there uh the running backs are set as far as your one-two punch with keaton mitchell raji harris now you've got some other guys that, that, that some new faces some guys that are here that could be a part of the discussion once we get into the fall but your top two are there yeah and you're talking about you know macy mckay macy o'donnell and pop mckay um those are some guys that you have to got to keep keep an eye out for because they can get some action too now how much time will they get during spring ball and then how much will they be used this spring like uh houston answered that this is cut four Shirley. it's a good it's a good it's a good mix you know so they you know we're, we're careful how many snaps they get but then again you know, there's some things that they really have to improve on too. So we're pretty deliberate with what snaps that they do get. Uh, but both of them, I mean, it's, I mean, they look like what you expect them to look like right now. I mean, I, I tell you, Rajay is back to what, uh, you know, we saw that first year from him, probably better. Uh, Keaton has picked right up where he left off, only he's really healthy right now. But those two guys, you know, they're pretty special. We're fortunate to have them. And we love where they are, Bryce, but it's not like they're Ladanian Tomlinson and right. Emmett Smith. They could st- they're still young and can get a oh, lot yeah. better, so they need to work. At the same time, you kind of know what you get with them, so you don't want to overwork them. So mm-hmm. when you're going into spring ball your last couple years, when you're already – you know you're going to be a starter mm-hmm. – you're still busting your tail trying to get right. better, but at the same time, not – so what's that balance like? Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to just not do anything in practice, but it is nice once you kind of establish yourself to the coaching staff. They know what you can do. Um, you know where you're going to be standing in the depth chart. Um, you know, it makes it makes things obviously a lot more relaxing. You know, you don't relax – you relax mentally, but, like, physically you're still sure. getting after it and, you know, trying to improve – um, and then it definitely was towards, especially my last spring, you know, I'd start off, you know, the scrimmages, you know, getting some reps and stuff. And then towards the end, or actually sooner than the end, you know, Coach K would let, you know, Baggett, you know, get his reps, yeah. you know, get comfortable um, being out there, learning, just getting better. Um, so, yeah, I would say with those two guys, you know what you get with them. And, um, you know, I think I think there's nothing to really worry about. And they will continue to get better because what, what are their – great i guess great years i guess are they they're both sophomores i guess with that extra year right yeah so goodness gracious um like i mentioned before i mean the 
my the mentality I had from 2013, you know, to 2015 was just way different. Right. I mean, just way more comfortable and <clears throat> easy going. And even I felt like I got better. So. And Rajay had a really good 2020, not a great 2021. I thought he was still really good and important yeah. for the team. But Keaton Mitchell had that breakout year. Uh, Coach Houston was asked if Rajay pressed a little bit last year to be successful, had pressure on him. Here's what he had to say, cut five. Probably, I mean, I think, I think it's just, you know, it, it wasn't for lack of wanting to. Uh, I just think he's he's been very driven this offseason to, uh, you know, really be that impact player again. And now all of a sudden – you know, you got both of them playing at an extremely high level. You know, that's uh, not many people have that combination. We're very fortunate. One thing they can do, and Bryce, you'll remember this from your time here with Tay Cooper, and maybe even more so, Breon Allen. Both of them can catch the ball of the backfield. Mm-hmm. With our wide receiver core all of a sudden looking completely different than a year ago, you got your tight ends. In fact, we talked to Holden Aylers Monday. His best connection right now is probably with Ryan Jones and Shay Calhoun compared to any of the receivers. Uh, but those guys can catch the ball in the backfield. I think we're going to see quite a bit of that in 2022. Yeah, well, first off, that's great to know that Holt Nailers is, uh, you know, targeting, you know, the tight ends and him and the tight ends are connecting good. And yeah. I'd love for that to carry on over to the, you know, to the season. And then to have those, you know, to, to run a back second swing out of the backfield and add that extra, what, fifth receiver, I guess it would be. Um, I mean, that obviously just is, uh, you know, recipe for you know coverage um difficulties for the defense so that's exciting that we know those two guys can do that speaking of the wide outs gonna need some of them guys to step up he was asked about the receiver position and how they are developing right now cut six well i mean i think you you continue to see guys come along uh and you know make make some uh, make some big catches and show more consistency you know taji hudson had a big catch on a third down against a pressure today holton you know, made the correct uh, adjustment right there, got the ball out. He made a contested catch in, in traffic, so that's that's good to see. You just want to continue to see which guys are going to make those plays consistency, consistently. All right, Mike Houston there. we uh, Steve and I go and I, before each season, do like over-unders and prop bets, uh, Bryce. So hmm. I, said, I told him yesterday, I, we're going to do a prop this year that says the leading receiver on ECU will be a tight end, like yes or no, or – you know, how many catches will the leading receiver have, and will that be Ryan Jones or Shane Calhoun? Right now, I would say the answer to that would be yes, and it would be, I don't know, what would you say, 55, 60 catches maybe? What, what's a good number? <laughs> Dang, that would be – I forgot what mine was, but uh, maybe it was 58. I don't remember what it was. But, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely like to say yes, that a tight end will be the leading receiver um, just because there's so many – different quick you know quick passes that you can do to a tight end you know the, the sit over the ball or you know the quick flat route or a stick route um i mean it could it could easily i, th- I mean i'm thinking at least i'm going at least at least 50 okay i think slim 80 finished his career with 96 catches over a thousand yards 13 touchdowns your biggest year bryce it sounded like you were about to be all over at 58 catches 58 and yeah last year and i even i would have liked to you know, i feel like that could have been a little that was high. low that, that was low in my expectations um i would have you know i would like to see that you know the touchdowns been a little uh because i mean i'm gonna be honest i'm not gonna sit here and break one for 50 yards or 60 yards that just wasn't me but uh it would have been nice to have that a uh, touchdown number up a little bit and as far as the uh catches too just uh well, part of it was you not getting the ball. Part of it was Zay having 98 catches. Yeah. 
and then the year before that was hardy having a million catches <laughs> yeah. he had a few guys that were yeah but i definitely had some guys that uh definitely could catch the ball as well so i can't complain about that but uh it would have been just slightly you know maybe like a night in like the 60s 70s bryce be honest with me you had you're you're we're buddies with justin hardy yeah but you were all you were buddies with shane carden mm-hmm. did you ever like a night out chasing hogan's goat or whatever be like hey shane look, justin gets 14 15 targets a game can i get like eight this week did you ever say anything like that off the field to him? No, no, I just let it play out. Um, <laughs> That's you know, good. But yeah. yeah, I just let it play out. You know, I knew with Hardy it was. I mean, I mean, I don't blame him by any means. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, definitely the senior year, I would have been like, which I mean, I'll, I think the targets were, you know, were still good. But I think if we were maybe the red zone targets right. would have been heavier than obviously the receptions would have followed suit there and as well with the, t- with the touchdown so if shane's around your senior year without hardy you still got zay jones you still got other options but oh yeah you probably have what 80 catches most definitely but then of course it all depends on the play too the play call and what's the oc gonna call so yeah. oh that, yeah uh, if riley's back and it, oh if so riley, everything changed really from 14 to 15 oh without you. a doubt um yeah. so that was a little you know definitely frustrating especially what the hype talk was you know uh speaking of targets and them no longer being here guest alert we'll talk to tyler sneed coming up thursday on pirate radio live as he gets ready for pro day oh wow when's that that is next week bryce wow in fact we'll uh we'll have a pro day what do you remember about that if anything <laughs> the daggum <laughs> scout that was running that daggum thing made me restart my 43 times and i was like oh my gosh i was so mad why is that Oh, it wasn't. They wanted you to hold it for 10 seconds, you know, like your stance, which 10 seconds is obviously an exaggeration. But because I wasn't, I guess, holding it, what they, they wanted like a a three count or So you would two. just kind of get down there. And, yeah, I mean, I would at least have a pause, but yeah. gun, that son of a gun made me start over three times. And by that time, you're like, you know, you're mu- it's just having to start over that many times is crap. And I was running, golly, I was running good 40s too. Um, you know, you know, because it all was hand type. I think I was in the high four sixes, four, you know, mid four sevens, somewhere around that range, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been great to have a better, you know, number from the uh, combine. But yeah, that daggum scout just thought he could just. You you see that a lot in the combine. So you see that a lot in the combines on NFL Network when it's that mm-hmm. time of year, and you can see the frustration on those runners uh, when that you know whistle blows. For oh them to yeah. Come back. Oh, for sure. I mean. You know, one, two. I think I literally think they want you to hold for like a. Is it a three second or a two second? I don't know what it is, but the fact that that dude made me start for three times, it made me so mad. And even like some of the scouts were like, were like you could see them like I know like were like mumbling under their breath, like all right, come on, like it sounds kind of like when a referee tries to take over a game or somebody like yeah, he wanted to be well, maybe more important than he actually I, was. Oh, most well, definitely, <laughs> it's a mental game for you guys. Like you get in a mental state oh, right sure. before you get in your in your stance, yeah, and then you have somebody telling you, all right, come back. You have to get back into that uh-huh, mental state, no doubt. So it takes a while to kind of get that mental. Oh focus yeah, definitely. That's well said. I mean, maybe he was testing your mental toughness. I guess. <laughs> Son of a gun. That always gets so pissed, and I didn't have to do. I was gonna do. I was gonna redo my forty and try and get a better time. Um, I think I didn't do any of the other cone drill stuff. I said I did that at the combine. I'm not worried about it. But then you know, did my run into my blocking and stuff, and all that went great. But besides that, 
scout make him restart over three times. That son of a gun. It was good. Yeah. God. How many times did he call him a son of a gun there, Chandler? Son of a gun. At I, least I, four I, or five. At least five. Yeah. Maybe you don't like that. What team was he from? Let's Dem- say it. Denver. This is, of course, I goes Broncos. That son of a gun. <laughs> Bryce, there was one time, me and I went with Clip in my younger intern days here at Pirate Radio. I would go with Clip to football practice. And as we were waiting one day for us to talk to the players and the coaches, we found this, like, tag on the ground. And it was a scout for the uh, St. Louis Rams at the time. Oh, wow. Um, Let's see if I can find that picture. And Brad Holmes was his name, and now he is the general manager for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> so wow. I, I found the picture, and I said, uh, after the Rams won the Super Bowl, and I said, congrats to my close personal friend Brad, and Ram scout Brad Holmes, because he's got the... Dude, uh, that's hilarious. He's got the lanyard there. How, when was that? Uh, good question. Four, about four or five years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's been a, been a while. That's cool. <laughs> Brad Holmes. He's where now? Detroit. You He's said? the GM for Detroit Lions. He's, you're moving on hey, up. Congrats, man. man. Good job. All right, let's uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back when we return more with Bryce Williams. Uh, if you've had any weird childhood dreams or reoccurring dreams, you can chime in on Facebook Live, Twitter. Give us a call three one seven twelve fifty. I've got some of those to read. We'll see if Bryce Chandler Shirley have anything to add to the discussion. More on that and Pirate Radio Outdoors when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. Uh, the Dow was down 448 points and closed at 34,358. The NASDAQ was down 186 points at 13,922. And the S&P was down 55 at 4,456. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. And as we head back into the show clip, don't uh, say it. Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update. I don't want to hear ECU softball mounted a furious rally, but they failed just a little short. They lost it eight to seven just moments ago at Max R. Joyner Family Stadium to UNCW. Made a comeback, but not enough. They fall by one run. I got good news going on at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Give it to me. Don't look now. Cy Seymour tells you to look. I'm I'm telling you, don't look. Don't look. Don't look now. Don't look. Is Josh Moylan heating up? Uh Uh-oh. Is he? Two extra base hits today. Just hit one off the scoreboard. And it is East Carolina 4, Elon 3. Nice. In the fourth inning. So uh, Josh Moylan goes yard. Needed that. That had to feel good he for him. He needed that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so the Pirates take the lead uh, over there at Clark LeClaire Stadium on the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by Dub Up. Dub Up. Just had our Bud Light ECU report talking a little spring football. 
Uh, Jeff Charles said we might get a introductory press conference with our new head basketball coach, Michael Schwartz, on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Also on Thursday, we'll talk some football with Tyler Sneed as he prepares for ECU Pro Day, uh, an opportunity to get in front of the scouts coming up on uh, what was that channel opportunity thank you uh coming up thursday we are insane and speaking of which sometimes my brain gets a little funky so i was looking for something to watch last night and i googled like crime movies and i was looking for something i hadn't seen and there's a korean horror movie called i saw the devil mm and uh it is sounds I tell fun you, it is not it is it's pretty brutal i got i had i, I didn't youtube nah this was on um it was on a free app like tubi or something i don't know i got to i watched it for free on my roku but um i couldn't i didn't finish it i, I it was a little too dark for me mm, wow but it reminded me um that when i was a kid i was scared of the idea of the devil right right and so I, I tweeted out a little joke. Can I say a cuss word? Can I just say one? Uh, well, you know the seven words. I'll so. bleep it, I guess. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, I was scared of the devil, but now that I'm grown, I'm not afraid anymore. He's probably a little beep. I'm also no longer afraid of quicksand, the dark, and the green witch and the monkeys from The Wizard of Oz. Well, I don't know. Them flying monkeys are scary. They used to yeah. creep me. I still get creeped out. Yeah, still creepy. All right, so then Dan on Twitter said, as a kid, I had two separate reoccurring nightmares about E.T. Number one, I raced to close the blinds because if he saw me, he could take me. Number two, (laughs) I was at recess and he swooped down in that bike, except I got put in the basket, flew away, and no one ever saw or heard my muted screams. Muted screams? (laughs) Same one over and over again. So then I started thinking about like childhood dreams or nightmares or even reoccurring dreams. And I said it earlier on the show, I had the one of uh, my dad turning into Inspector Gadget and it just creeped me out and I'm still afraid of Inspector Gadget. Um, Donald Juan has a reoccurring dream. And this must be common because I have this one still to this day. He says, I'm back at school after several days of unexcused absences, and for the life of me, I can't remember what buildings and rooms my classes are in, what assignments and tests did I miss. I'm in so much trouble. I still (laughs) have that nightmare where I'm in school. I don't know where my next class is, and I start to think, and I'm like, the semester's almost over. I hadn't been to this class in, like, months. I'm probably fa- I probably shouldn't even try to find it because I'm going to fail. What do I do? I have that nightmare still. I have one in uh, – I still have one, Shirley, where I'm producing a show here at Pirate Radio, and, like, the computer goes out, or I don't have any audio, and, like, the hosts are just staring at me. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. I have that dream that, from that, time to time. That's not a dream, dude. That's reality that sometimes. That is reality sometimes. That's <laughs> happened to us. Uh, so we'll, we'll go around the room. Have you guys thought of any dreams you've had as kids or reoccurring as adults? The ones that happened a lot for me, and I feel like a lot of people have had this one too, is like you're at school, you're, you, know, you get to school, you're talking to everybody, all of a sudden everybody's like looking at you funny, starting to laugh. You look down. You're in your underwear. Why is that a a dream? I I've I've had that before too. What is that about? I've never I'm had underwear. that dream. And I'm totally, never had it. Totally embarrassed. Never had that dream. You're trying to find your way out. In every corner you you know take, everybody's laughing at you. Yeah. So one huh. of those deals where you just can't get away from the. 
Wow. But you, you look down and you're like, I swear, I like, I've been here like, where, where do my pants go? <laughs> So, all right. Do you ever know? It's a legit question. Where especially did my pants go? in a thrilling, like a super scary dream that you're in a dream. Do you ever know you're in a dream? Like I can. Oh yeah. I can force myself to wake up if it gets too much. Oh really? Yeah. Never, it's kind have of you crazy. ever been it's able weird. to do this? Like be in a dream and you like the dream. You wake up and then you go back to sleep mm-hmm. and it just. I can never get back to a good one. Oh, I can yeah. never get back, and I'm mad too, especially if it's a good dream. And you're yeah. like, oh, come on! I wanted to see yeah. the end of that. Yep, yep. Wanted to to have that one to its conclusion. Uh, how about you, Shirley? Um, I have had two scary recurring ones, and then one that was just recurring, but for some can't I can't explain why. The first, uh, the first one I used to have, I had it for many many years when I was younger was it was almost like a honey i shrunk the kids type deal where i'm i'm looking down into a sink but i can see myself as a tiny you're person. really tiny oh, yeah wow. i'm really tiny and i'm drowning in the sink oh my god that is and terrifying. i yeah and i had that dream for many years when i was a child that's terrible i, I do have a fear of drowning in a sink? Um, no, not the sink. Uh, just in surely general. Surely it won't wash dishes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> She's afraid of the sink. That might be the reason why I really hate washing dishes as go. an adult. That explains uh, it. That explains it. Um, so I had that for many years. And then I had a recurring uh, nightmare, probably when I was older, maybe high school, college, somewhere in that range, where I would be at a gym and I'd be working out and I would... And it's always the the same person, like the same, uh, the same dream. I'm walking to someone who is bench pressing. <laughs> just you know, at the gym, okay. just a, like a free gym. weight g- bench okay. pressing. Right. And I walk, and I'm walking up to them, and I'm going to speak to them. Yeah. And that person puts the weights up on the bar, sits up, and it's someone i recognize but then as i'm starting to talk to them thinking i know who it is they grab their face and pull their face off oh god and it's someone else oh god and i I don't know where that dream came that yeah so i had that dream now that one will when i have it it will actually wake me like i you know you see it on tv where they wake up and they're like in a cold sweat that kind of thing Yeah. yeah I've wow. had it, that's how I wow. wake up from that dream and I've had it several times couldn't tell you why or whatever and then the last one is just a recurring dream where for some reason I'm in high school and I'm going to class and people are looking at me like why are you here you graduated two years ago <laughs> but for some reason I'm still a senior again and I'm going through the whole senior process of being in school but I have already graduated but nobody knows that I had graduated the only person that knows it is me we need to do this again and have one of those dream experts on the show to tell yes, us what all this means like an interpreter. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes 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 chad says i still have this embarrassing dream that i'm performing vanilla ice to my cousin's hot babysitter wearing <laughs> basketball shorts and a puffy starter jacket it was a dream right chad you gotta stop telling these stories about things we did growing up it's hilarious but jennifer little was a hot babysitter she's married now <laughs> i don't know her uh her last name <laughs> Uh, what if she's listening to the show right this name. very second yeah friend of the family um <laughs> but yeah we did vanilla ice um didn't we do we did new kids on the block i want to say as well so yeah 
Um, all right. Well, he's got a real one now. I feel like something evil has me tied to the bed. I cannot move. I scream out. No one helps. I feel as mm. if I'm awake. It's a dream. I wake up, but still in the dream. That is creepy, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. When yeah. you're in a dream and you think you've woken up hey, and then yeah. you're still in it. Ah, I hate that feeling. Jeez. Bryce, you have anything to add to the discussion? Uh, as far as some weird dreams, I have had a dream about where my teeth fell out. And that was really odd. Yeah. Because I just, you know, I've been getting my, you know, been doing the whole Invisalign treatment stuff. And uh, so for me to have a dream that my teeth were falling out were quite weird. Uh, but I said, oh, that means something. And unfortunately, as she said, she looked it up and supposedly it means you're going to have a significant loss. Oh, God. And I don't know when <laughs> and what form or whatever she didn't say like, i'll assume it that's what i meant i was like okay well that's terrible um you know what i want a second opinion on that bryce i don't think that's true yeah hopefully she googled it i, I have know. dreams uh the 12 interpretations for dreams about your teeth falling out <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna get at the bottom of this bryce yeah i gotta find the truth personal um, personal loss this is one of the most common like interpretations one. we don't like that one. it can be related to the death of a loved one or the loss of a marriage slash partnership loss of a job or losing wait is anna leaving you i don't know uh-oh i haven't even gotten married yet. not yet we're so we're real quick Shirley, move on to a happier one uh religion stress anxiety major changes coming your way there it is good changes. you're getting married yeah yes. yeah good change probably uh, um, new new house whatever new uh, like, hopefully that yeah. yeah here's another one dreams about teeth falling out may not be necessarily attributed to your teeth it's also possible to dream about others who are missing teeth possible scenarios include children losing baby teeth or perhaps accidents and adults who get mm. their teeth broken I I think we figured it out. He's got yeah. big life changes. He's got change. he's got major changes coming. I'll take change. Your baby teeth are gone. You're a grown man now. You're exactly. doing man some, things. Yeah. Some of the weirdest dreams I've had is having interactions like like hugging, shaking hands with relatives that are hey, no shakes, hugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, riff raff. Yeah. But with relatives that are no longer here. Oh yeah, I've had. <laughs> <laughs> Does that guy ever showed up in your dream? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had several conversations with my uncle and my grandfather. Who grandfather, I had one with my grandma. And I wake up and I'm like, man, I hate that was a dream, but it still feels like I was able to talk to him. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird, it's a, I, I've had it's not that, a bad feeling, really. I, I, well, I've had, it's kind of like a dream, but not a dream. Um, my grandmother passed away when I was very young. I was like maybe second grade. And so I didn't really have that much of a relationship with her. I don't remember much of her because she was very sick for a long time. And I remember as an adult, one night I was asleep and I very distinctly remember my grandmother yelling in my ear to get up, like get up out of bed. Hmm. And the funny thing is, is that for whatever reason, I instantly woke up and I instantly knew it was my grandmother, even though I don't remember ever hearing her voice. Hmm, like i don't that is strange so you know that's one of the weird you know dreams I, I don't even know if you count that as a dream and how much of a sports nerd am i i have dreams during the off season that it's opening day of either east carolina or like washington football and i'm either at the game or i'm watching it and i'm so excited because it's a you know awesome time of the year and then i wake up and it's like june the 5th and i'm like oh man <laughs> what a bummer that is i don't think i've ever had a sports dream oh i've had a lot of those i've, I've had, had a lot i've, had, cha- I've had championship dreams i've had a lot where i'm playing too like 
uh like basketball and stuff mm-hmm. and i'm on a team and but anyway all right anything else price um one that i seem to have a lot is like in some form i don't remember hugely but it's like i'm like fighting zombies or shooting zombies or running from or someone's possessed it's yeah uh, or I'm shooting someone that's possessed, but yet like my gun won't work. I don't know. Uh, like, you know, uh, can never, uh, like, nothing works. One moment, no. please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One moment, please. Oh no! Don't look it up, Shirley. We don't uh, want to know what that means. Zombie, so god. Bryce is, is uh, running from personal demons in his life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from bills, from <laughs> headaches. Yeah. Adult to getting married. Getting married. <laughs> the altar. Um. It says uh, the one of the possibles is you feel disconnected from someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from zombie. Oh, from a zombie. <laughs> is there a zombie in your? Oh, life? okay. Here we go. Meanings of some dreams about zombies. <laughs> if you're killing a zombie, it means defeating em- enemies and new opportunity. Uh-huh. Opportunity. Opportunity. Uh, eating a zombie means an attachment with the past. Oh, wow. A zombie eating a, a zombie. Nobody's eating zombies. Exactly. You said fighting. Stupid. Okay. Uh, a zombie apocalypse could mean a new beginning. Mm. Um, if you run across animal zombies, it it could mean jealousy and that you need to update your business tactics. Mm, wow. <laughs> um, if an ex becomes a zombie in your dream, goodness, it means happiness, freedom. Didn't see that coming. Huh. And you're possibly stuck. I don't know why that, that has nothing to do with the first two. I don't I'm know. not a violent person, but I have done some damage in my dreams. Like <laughs> self-defense, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Like you can do some damage if if the, if the it does work, Chandler, yeah. or if you have something nearby. All right. Well, that was disturbing. And, and eventful. And yeah. eventful. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, you learn something new every day on this show, folks. Hopefully we got you in touch with your uh, nightmares. And, and your dreams. inner zombie. <laughs> All right, let's uh, open up the Pirate Radio live line. Booty, 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 bag. booty, booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away today? We are going to give away, hold on, let me get my sheet so I can uh, discuss this properly, a $15 gift card courtesy of Wings over Greenville. Awesome. Oh, baby. The tender sandwiches, got to get them. Got to get them. Great time. They're good. To get this and enjoy some march madness and uh whatever else you are enjoying in your life some wings over greenville all right what call are we looking for i'm gonna go with caller 12 today all right caller 12 317 we're back with more we'll go pirate radio outdoors when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Wayne Baker of Chocowinity. Picked up a $15 gift card to Wings over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home this March Madness season, Wings Over Greenville has you covered with no third party needed. Wings Over Greenville has its own in-house delivery service. Be sure to try the all-new tender sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. Open till 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Wings Over has everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville. They deliver. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. 
Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Big news of the day in the NFL world. Tyree Kill is now a Miami Dolphin. And uh, CBS Sports just had there. I listened to Jamie Eisenberg and his podcast, Fantasy Football Podcast, the top 12 fantasy receivers. And they had Tyree Kill listed at number four before the trade. And they had Jalen Waddle listed at 12. So, really, it's going to come down to two. I mean, do they have the quarterback to take advantage of right. these awesome weapons? Mm-hmm. They have the coach. I love this guy, uh, Mike McDaniel. And he's going to have the protection, too. So, he's not going to have, you know, people are not going to have that excuse of no, you know, having no protection. So, 39 years old, uh, Bryce. Mike McDaniel comes over from the 49ers. Their so, offensive coordinator? Yeah, the OC. And so, he is on the fast track takes over the dolphins and i bet they're going to be running some cool stuff with all those weapons they got over there all right uh before we get into what you've done this week um redbeard had a question how many minor league (laughs) animals mascots have you hunted or caught in your life so downey's wood ducks you have uh Mm -hmm. you hunt those right you shoot those ducks uh, shot hunted carolina mudcats caught those caught a catfish uh fayetteville woodpeckers now they're not i'm sure when i was a little kid i probably shot a bb gun (laughs) but uh you don't have any woodpeckers on the wall they're tiny right woodpeckers actually stand pretty tall what am i thinking of red chested or red-headed woodpeckers they're like i mean they're probably the size of a water bottle okay i'm thinking of a completely different maybe a hummingbird is what i was thinking of (laughs) sorry yeah those are tiny okay maybe that's what i was thinking of um durham bulls Mm, i mean i've been around bulls you never shot one no okay all right good to know how about grasshoppers you ever done any grasshopper Uh, catching i caught some grasshoppers in my younger days and now you use crickets as bait or that has been used right oh yeah but grasshoppers are not yeah you could use grasshoppers okay all right fair enough i've used them uh hickory crawdads i've ate crawdad before have you you caught them before i've caught them and i made like a two liter uh crawdad trap you cut the top of it off i cut the top of it off like right here mm-hmm. and then flip it around and fasten it and put bait in there and it's, where do you put it where do they it's uh like creeks and okay. stuff yep all right good deal uh let's see if we have any more um well marksman's a fought the greensboro swarm have you ever uh, uh, caught any uh any bees or I've hornets or hornets what is the uh what's the worst stinging bug bryce you've got your bee you've got your there's like a your yellow jacket you've got your wasp you got like uh the african hornet or something is insane i mean them son of, son of now are they around here i think so african hornet i think is what it is Ah, uh, the big man oh, they are gosh. giant yeah so you don't want I to thought, see them i'm sure i've seen at least i've seen something real familiar to that what's the uh uh, i guess predator how about carolina cobras okay you ever uh how uh, many snakes have you killed in your day mm, honestly not too many i tend to leave them alone um but i haven't come across really that many like big black snakes i'm a um, wuss bryce i was uh, i was cutting grass and weed eating at one at my dad's barns one time and you know you're weed eating i don't know if i had any music going or not but it's loud and you're yeah. kind of losing focus on your surroundings right, sometimes right. you're just going oh, along yeah and came up on this big snake and instead of like finding something to kill it with or just moving on 
to uh, another area i quit for the day <laughs> said dad i'm done for the day That's i'll finish hilarious. up tomorrow it'll probably be gone tomorrow i'm good for today yeah like the black snakes aren't too i'm not too worried about but right when you come across like a copperhead and stuff or cottonmouth that gives you a little heebie-jeebies there you ever been in the water seen one swimming because that would freak me out um like water snakes and stuff but never anything like poisonous yeah thank goodness uh the wilmington sharks are apparently a team have you had any shark encounters oh out yeah in the, the deep ca- waters yeah i've, ca- I've come ac- we're out fishing and shoot we've had at least like a nine foot tiger shark swim right by the boat and that was eerie i was like oh my god i like look fake yeah i was never really seen them by that and uh god that was weird i mean that son of a gun was as wide as his table and you, like nine uh, feet long it was crazy that's uh yeah not into that uh the owls forest city owls statesville owls you ever come across the owl um are they out during well, the day well <laughs> a buddy of mine we were catfishing one night and we were sitting on the dock and there was an owl staring at us my buddy's like i get this thing out of here and uh, you know is it you, making noises or is it just, just kind of there my buddy just wanted to mess with it <laughs> i won't give any names but he took his rod and went like get out of here and hooked the owl and he's sitting there and he let the line out. That owl was flying around. No With the line, line on yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I think it was like we kind of like snapped it or cut the line or yeah. something. But the owl flew away. He was fine. You caught an owl. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, salamanders. You ever had anything in the amphibian family there? Yeah, before? like in the creeks and stuff, come across salamanders. Those are pretty neat little boogers. All right. I think that's all we got right here. So uh, there's Bryce's history. Are there any... Uh, as you are trying to hunt or catch an animal, are there any other animals that interfere with that that either make you nervous or a pest? You know um, what I'm saying? Like that owl, for example. You wanted that owl out of here. What other animals yeah. can get in the way of well, your hunting? Well, hunting is not too bad because um, you can control pretty much what you shoot. Now, which as far as you trap, you set traps and you can come across a possum. Uh, oh right a coon a fox coyote you know whatever they kind of all go to that sort of same bait mm-hmm. um so i've caught you know different different things like that uh fishing's the real aggravating thing because you have no idea i mean you're i mean you want to catch one thing you want to catch one thing right. you catch another one i won't say the term we call them on the water out you know at the beach um <laughs> But they're a hideous fish, and we, I guess simpler terms, you can call them lizard fish. And, uh, you, I mean, they hit good. Oh, man, I got something. And then they come up, and they're just this nasty-looking daggum um, Is that what you're fish. talking about? That, it's net lizard fish, North Carolina. Not that one, but... Uh, and, you know, they fight good, but, man, like, my gosh, I don't want to catch this thing. And they are just yeah. hideous, and the pain in the butt... <laughs> to uh catch and you call and then you got toadfish who are hideous so they just get in the way of what they you just yeah and then accomplish. sometimes the, it's like you that's the only thing you're catching like once that's the case you're like all right we gotta move spots and uh but it's really fishing that's aggravating or if you're king fishing you know you have your man you know your pogey out there and uh live baiting and you'll get into the sharks and it's just like golly because at first you think you got something like a king and oh heck yeah and then you see it's a shark and you're like golly and you, <laughs> that's when you wish you had like a 22 on board and just you know <laughs> bye-bye um real quick uh john moody says has bryce heard any turkeys goblin yet <laughs> haven't heard any in edgecombe county but they are strutting yeah none yet um i'll definitely be ready to get going on it um hopefully we can get um 
get on one. I've been shopping them forever. I've seen them, but just can't get on them. They're a loose bird. So um, it's actually coming soon. I think it's in like three weeks, maybe. All right. So uh, I'll be ready for them, though. And I've kind of been stalling because I didn't know if I wanted you to tell this story about <laughs> you on the boat. But Bryce is a great fisherman he's also a good multitasker yeah. i don't even know how to set this story up i'll just let you tell it you <laughs> so got one on minute Sunday, you know and i didn't catch anything it was quick the conditions weren't that good but uh i said man it's the morning like man you gotta i mean when you gotta go you gotta go thankfully my buddy had a bucket and i'm like well okay so i'm sitting on a bucket and i said man i hope you catch one that'd be really funny if i got a net of fish while i'm doing my business sure enough he hooks one and of course, he needed you know my, my my buddy needed my help, and even when I was vulnerable, but I was in the arm's reach of the net. So you're sure sitting enough. on the bucket. Oh yeah, kind of towards the edge of the boat. You just in the down in the gunnel, yeah. Grab the net, and then he uh, net net the fish for him. Well, I mean, I took a video. I showed you. It's not, I guess, the verb. Chandler, uh, you want to see the video? Show you. Don't you. see nothing. It was my white leg, but. uh <laughs> Uh, is that what you were laughing at so horribly? Yes, yeah. And, you gotta uh, see the video. And sure enough, because I was actually, oh, and on the video, you can hear Jake. I'm FaceTiming Jake on my buddy's phone. And Jake was like, no way, dude. Set the phone down. Let me take a video of it. So Jake's in there uh, talking in the background on the FaceTime. And I've got my phone videoing it. And uh, sure enough, scoop, scoop the fish out. That was a very productive use of the bathroom there. Oh, yeah. You got a fish and did your job. And not that many times you get to see that kind of scenery when you're taking care of business. <laughs> it's true. You know? Beautiful. Beautiful. It was. Neighboring right. boats. You just wave to them. Good stuff. Bryce, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. We'll, oh, yeah. uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Shirley Chandler, we'll see you 3 o'clock on Thursday for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.